The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. So we should probably just tell them that it was like that when we got here, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that couch is full of dick holes, and I'm not about to take the blame for it. No, not for that. I feel like you didn't do it. I mean, I don't think I did it. You, I mean, you've been in another part of the state yeah, so for I don't the last think month possible. or so. I definitely didn't do it. No. But when we came in here today, that couch looked like a big old piece of Swiss cheese. Yeah, it's got a lot of dick holes in it. Somebody fucked it. And it wasn't either one of us. So, so what do you think? I, I'm thinking it's the ghost. I think we got a ghost in studio. Yeah. And that's a little fucked up. But uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. So, I'm Micah. And I'm Greg. And this is Damn, Damn That's, that's Scary. scary. Yeah, we did that pretty good, actually. Yeah. That wasn't bad. No. That was okay. I mean, considering, you know, obviously at this point in the episode, our, some of our more astute listeners may have noticed, something's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and that is that Micah has been reassigned. That's right. Back to Buffalo. Fucking right. From Reno. We are here in person, in studio, for the first time in, I don't know, what, like a month? Yeah. A couple of episodes? few episodes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to yeah, see you, man. it's fucking great um, to be back, brother. And I have to say, you're looking good. Thank you. You're looking comfortable. You're fucking right I am. And you're looking a little bit like a pilf, Ooh. I have to say. I don't throw that out there for just anybody. Oh. So, I guess we'll talk about the elephant in the room here. Yeah. There's been a rumor going around lately. Sure has. There's a little bit of a ghost in the studio. Yep. For those of you who've been listening since uh, last week, or hopefully before that, yeah. yeah, we had a little bit of an audio anomaly that revealed that we're fucked. Oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. fucking spooky. Uh, let me just play that for you real quick, just so, you, so we're all on the same page here. There it is. And here it is again. Here it is again. Rewound. And here it is again. Slowed down, amplified. So, let me ask you, Micah, what do you think that sounds like? That sounds like a specter, a ghost, a spirit. An apparition. Ooh. Yeah. A little $10 word here. That's what we're good at at DTS. Very nice. We got a calendar. Um, <laughs> we do word have of the a day. Word of the day today actually turned out it was apparition i cheated i used it whatever you gotta use them i suppose that's what it's there for that's right but yes we do have a haunting last week's episode was absolutely haunted yes it was um this little clip showed up and i believe it is a message from the afterlife oh yeah yeah from beyond and i know that i've read it and i know that you've read it too um we're both very knowledgeable of the handbook for the recently deceased oh yeah it's it's a good read I believe first page, number one rule in that fucking book is if you hear a voice that's not coming from anybody that's in the room with you, it's a fucking ghost. Yeah. So that's kind of what we have here at this moment. A little bit of a problem that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, going to have to take care of this one. So naturally, 
being the responsible individuals that we are, we consulted a paranormal expert. You bunch of losers! And the internet. And the internet. <laughs> a ghostologist, I think, is that the right word? I, I would say so. A, uh, an occult specialist. Yes. A.K.A. the internet. You're working with a professional here! Came highly recommended. Basically told us that we've got a couple of things that we need to do. Number one, we were given the task of acquiring a personal item yes. of this specter, ghost, apparition, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So we went on a little bit of a mission down into the catacombs below the studio. The bowels of the studio. And we should probably give a little bit of background, right? The, yes. This, this is not just a podcasting studio. No, it's not. This is a school. It's a very old school. What would you say? It's uh, 19... I believe it was founded in the early 1900s. Okay. Back when it was the uh, the Cumberland School for Gifted Boys. Oh, how regal. Yeah. Based on my research, you know, we've got a little bit of info here. Hmm. Uh, the Cumberland School of Gifted Boys. Wow. Founded by one Father Jiminy Cumberland. Oh. I believe he was a, he was a bishop. Wow. Or some shit. It was a Catholic school, obviously, which means that it was clearly situated right next door to a church. Yes. And these catacombs that we've been talking about. They're um, spooky. Again, some of our older listeners might know myself, Micah, you. Yes. And our previous host, Will. We've done some diving, some delving. Oh, yeah. A little bit of exploring. We've gotten in there. We've, we've been down there. Oh, yeah. We've, we've spelunked. Yes. Um, Gone deep. So we know about these catacombs. But yes, this time sir. it was different. This time we were on a mission. That's right. And We were uh, focused. We came back with an artifact. <laughs> Quite the artifact, <laughs> yeah, indeed. a big one. Oh, yeah. Um, how would you describe it? I would say it's uh, feathered. I think it's... Fitted. I mean, it's a garment. Yeah, it most certainly is. Well, let's just let's just get it right out there. We found a feathered loincloth yeah. in the basement. It's feathers embroidered onto leather. It's bedazzled. <laughs> yes, it it's, is. It, Somebody it, put in the work. And it's beautiful. Oh, yes. But we basically found a, a feathered loincloth in the basement that we believe belonged to one of the students from the Cumberland School for Gifted Boys. Yes. And this led us to do a little bit more research. With our... Sleuthing. Our ghostologist internet website. Come on! Hey, where'd you go? And the best that we could put together, based on the, the limited facts that we have, is that there was a young man who attended this school in, I think it was like 1908. Yeah, That 1908. sounds right. It I'm does. Fucking, yeah, okay, let's go you with know, 1908. It's good. Young boy attended this school for gifted children. A Lawrence Wilbird. Bird? I mean, that was, that's close. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Little uh, Lawrence Bird. A tragic tale, oh. a misstep in the educational system, Oh, a boy that time forgot. He was, sadly, mistreated. Yes, in a word. In a word, he was mistreated. <laughs> Caged, I guess, is another way to put it. Like an animal. A bird. <laughs> there you go. You will. A very specific animal. Little Larry Bird. The shit we found down there. Was not your typical Catholic boy. I think he had a little bit of the demon in him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something to get exercised. Had a little bit of a problem defecating in the halls. 
Yeah. In the classrooms. Everywhere. In the principal's office. Just pasted everywhere. He was not great at... Controlling himself, Controlling no. his bowels. No. So naturally, what do you do with a bird that can't stop shitting? You cage it. You put him in a cage. You just gotta. And it turns out we found that cage. <laughs> we did. Deep in the dank, dark catacombs bowels. below this school, we found mm. little Larry Bird's cage. Yes, we did. Covered in newspapers, seed strewn about... Still disgusting. Yes. I mean, I can only assume the last time he was in there was like 1908 or something. I don't know when he died, but he definitely died in that cage. Yeah. He went fucking crazy in that room. There was seed and shit and newspaper everywhere. Yeah, I can only assume that he was mistreated. Oh, my God. You guys understand where we're going with this, all right? The ghost's name was Larry Bird. He lived in the basement. He's fucking dead, and now he's fucking with us. Yeah, he's pissed. So let me play that clip one more time, because based on his... uh, his last days? He wasn't happy. He's a little pissed. Yeah. So here it is. I can't blame him. No. Honestly, I'd be a little upset too. Yeah, you get treated like a shitty bird. But we do have ghostology on our side. So, got a couple of magic tricks that we can use. I don't, I'm going to say uh, to communicate. Okay. To protect us from sure. any of the, the ire. Uh, Gotta have the protection. So our paranormal expert friend, the internet, basically told us that we're going to want to burn a little bit of sage. (laughs) We got it here. So we got that shit going. And I have to say, it is thick. Yes, it is musky. We are soaked in sage here. A sage musk. Yeah, a a solid musk of sage has permeated the room. We've also got... It's our safety. um, We've got a bowl of moonstones. Oh, you got to have the moonstones. As we all know, it is a full moon tonight. That's right. So, of course, our moonstones are glistening in the moonlight. Yep. And I think that gives you some kind of protection, right? Absolutely. But most importantly, we have taken little Larry Bird's feathered loincloth and we have wrapped it in a crude cartoon drawing of him, I guess that's yeah, what I'd call it. I would say um, so. A physical representation of the child himself. And uh, we're allowing that to soak in the the sage musk as well. And we're just hoping that this will kind of, uh, maybe cleanse is a strong word, but we're at least protecting ourselves. Appeasing him, maybe? Appeasing is okay. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're appeasing this this little bitch child. Sure. So that's where we're at right now. We're regulating the space, you know, uh, as Warren G. would recommend. Absolutely. And we're just trying to communicate. I guess, at this point. And as we all know, the best way to communicate with a spook, specter, or apparition is, of course... the Ouija board. You know it. I know it. We're about to fuck around, folks. Oh, yes. What else do you expect from your boys here at Damn That Scary? Fucking right. Yeah. We're we're about to fuck shit up. So, naturally, we're just going to ask this little bastard a couple of questions... And we're going to see what he answers, because <laughs> why the fuck not? I mean, yeah. All right, so let's get this going. Let's uh, set up a little bit. You got the, uh, you got the plantain? Yep, got that plantain. I know that you've used these once or twice before. I'm a little bit of a novice, so you're probably going to have to take the wheel. All right, you know, um, this, this is the one I got you for Christmas, Greg. Perfect. 
we did recently unwrap this Ouija board. Uh, it does say Parker Brothers on the side, but I, I... I have faith. I think it's... I have faith. You know, they're all the same, right? That's right. They got a plantain. It's good to go. I'm going to let you put your hand on the plantain first. I'll put my hand on top of your hand. Ooh. And we're going to let the spirits guide us. All right. All right. So Getting spooky. We, we have a good, solid idea of who this spirit is. Yes. But I do want to hear Bird. it... I do want to hear it straight from the, the bird's mouth. Of course. You from know the beak. what I mean? The beak. Yeah, I want to hear it from the beak. That's right. So let's, I mean, first and foremost, let's let's ask him his name. Okay. All okay. right, let's, uh, let's see if we actually are communicating with the correct bird boy. All right, here we go. Well, let's go here. Okay, so hands on the fucking shit. Yep, hands on. I think we, do we have to do this in unison? Uh, Yeah, yeah, do we, we do. Okay, okay so we're, we're going to ask his name? Sure. Okay, on three, ready? What One. is your, your name? name? Okay. All right. It's moving. All right. All right. It's moving. It's L. L. Okay, that's a solid L. All right. All right. A. 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 R. R. Double R. Double. I don't know how you know if it. Do you know if it's a double R or is it just? A, oh shit! Is that the Y already? Whoa! 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 whoa. All right. Larry. Larry. Apparently he prefers Larry to Lawrence. Okay, that's fine. That's Casual fine. Casual bird. He's a uh, yeah. He's Casual he's, he's a fun loving bird. That's nice. I feel like that's um. That yeah, feels right. Yeah, it's Casual Friday here at the in the bird cage. That's <laughs> All right. Well, um, are, are we correct in your last name? Can we? Uh, what do we got next up? Okay, keep going. Keep going. What's your last name, Larry? All right. H. H. What the hell? I thought... Wait, wait, it's moving. It's still going. I? I? Oh, shit. T. T. Uh, Come on. Not not now, Larry. Not now. Uh, L? L? Okay, stop. All right, all right. All right, we're putting an end to this. Larry. Come on. What's your problem, man? Wow. Next next question. Next question. Okay, okay. Right, that was a little, little uncalled for. Yeah. Um, shit. Larry, um, how old are you? Wait, let's do it in unison. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yes. On three. One, One two, two, three. three. How, How old, old are, are you? you? Okay. All right. It's, it's moving. It's moving. Why? Why? Wait, what? That's not a number. Why? No. O. o U. R. R M, M. A. A. M. Oh, come on, Larry. Wow. What the f- Your mama? Larry. I can kind of see why they put you in a cage now. Yeah, what, what a what is fucking this shit? asshole. <laughs> Larry. Little Larry Bird, the fucking yeah. dickhead, the delinquent. Wow, yeah. If you were here, I'd beat your ass, Larry. Seriously. Wait, should I have- I shouldn't- probably shouldn't say that to a ghost, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't anger the ghost. Don't yeah. anger the ghost, Greg. Come on. Come on. I mean, he's already kind of fucking with us. Yeah, well- Let's 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 try something else. Let's try something okay, else. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what uh, do you have a good question for him? Uh how uh how long have you been here, Larry? Oh, okay, okay. How long have you been here, Larry? All right, look, all right. Hands, get get your hands on the plantain. Yep, get him on that plantain. All right, here we go. All right. How long have you been here? Oh, oh, oh! It's moving. It's F- moving. All right, just cut it. Cut it right whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. All right, we're not even going to do that. Wow. All right, new question. New question. Um, 
Who was Larry? What is what is the name of your teacher at Ooh, this school? Good at one. the Cummington School for Gifted Boys. Oh. Uh, who was your teacher? All right, give it a second. Let's really let's really uh, yeah, let's get let's, this right. Okay, hands on the plantain. Let this stew a bit. Oh, M. M. R. D. D. E. 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 Z. Mr. D. Mr. Oh, Larry. Whoa. Come on, man. What the fuck? Wow. A D's Mr. Nuts joke? D's. Uh, wow. <laughs> apparently those go way back to 1908. Yeah. Wow. I'm actually kind of impressed. Fuck, a, a, a D's Nuts joke? Like all wow. the way back to 1908? That's... That's really something. I feel like we're really learning something today. I do too. Um, and I, I think we've we've really communicated. The important thing is that we're all getting along. That's right. You, me, Larry Bird, brand just, new friend, <laughs> just having a great time. That's right. Here in the podcasting studio. Great time. So let's just uh, let's move right along. All right. We'll yeah. we'll bring Larry into the fold. Get uh, him in here. We'll continue on to what's important on today's episode, which is. That we are bringing you the first of many, damn that scary, revelation Revelations. episodes. This is a this is going to be a, a rejuvenation of yeah. a classic that some of you may know, some of you may love. I know it's easily our best episode, but we're going to get into. Uh, I believe it was episode seventeen. Oh, eighteen doesn't matter. It was our best one. One of uh, us. This is going to be. Frontiers. Oh. Continuing on with our most infamous Maneater Month. Man. We got a cannibal classic for you. A French cannibal classic for you. Oui. Oh, oui, oui. (laughs) Oh, Francais. Without further ado, (laughs) here it comes. Enjoy DTS Revelations Frontiers. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Damn! That's Revelations. Am I wrong, though? No, you're not. Como is Big Ben from House. Yeah. And that's Uh, not an insult. No, it's a fantastic movie. It's not an insult at all. So let's talk about Frontiers. Frontiers is a French horror film that came out in 2007. The synopsis is a gang of young criminals flee to Paris, a flee from Paris in a bid for freedom, only to find themselves ensnared by a family of Nazi cannibals intent on breeding a new Aryan race. So I have something to admit to you. What's that? I just watched this film two days ago. For the the first time? For the first time. On your recommendation. Hey, man. Cheers. Just to mix it up, just to to come at it from a different angle here. Okay. I watched it without subtitles. Foreign film. I pieced the plot together on my own. Just tried to follow it and see what's up. Fortunately, it's a genre where you can pretty much tell what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> but I would like to 
give you my impression of certain scenes and just kind of see how how close I came to okay uh, to what they're actually doing and what they're talking about. Let and, me uh, get this straight. You watched a foreign French film that speaks in French, a language you don't understand. Uh, to be fair, I did take a year or two of French uh, 15 or 20 years ago in school. Yeah, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, my wife is the same way. She took like a few years of French um, and she could pick out the French Oh yeah, I can, she'll, she'll pick out a word here and there. I, I can get you know a little bit. I can get the gist. Okay, but I, you know I'm not getting a perfect translation here, but that's not the important part. The important part is you learned a lesson, right? <laughs> and it's don't watch a foreign film without subtitles. You know what? I uh, I think I have I think I have the plot pretty well figured out though. You think so? I think so. All right, man. Well, uh, let's talk about it, dude. Xavier. <clears throat> Xavier Jens yes. wrote and directed the movie Frontiers. Now, uh, Frontiers, Xavier Xavier Jens is also the guy that uh, I think for our, our listeners, they know this movie, uh, Hitman, based on the video game, Hitman. Number 47. Yes. Number 40. I really, I thought it was 138. <laughs> he was number 138, and he just walked around and went, whoa. <laughs> no, you see, we are 138. Oh, we are. Hitman works alone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, which funny story. It's this You know, I, I had heard that. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I had nothing really, no reason to actually believe it, but I, I had heard the rumor that that was a reference to some sort of, uh, uh, now let's get it. Let's get it straight I feel like that's here. That's just sensationalized, and that's just sort of one of those things that kind of comes through the grapevine. Glenn, over the years. Glenn Danzig doesn't hate you based on your race. He only hates you if you're gay. Well, he only hates you if you're not Glenn Danzig. That's right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> No, 138 is that you just learned this is that 138 were the androids from George Lucas's first film, which is called. Yeah, you're no, no. I think there's two ones in that title. Oh, really? But it's the 130. Could be wrong. He talks about. Yeah, I mean, see, that makes a lot more sense. What yeah. you're saying. Yeah. It's dumb. That is dumb. It's so dumb. And frankly, said that I, to you is dumb. I don't think my hero Glenn Danzig would ever stand for that kind of thing. No. So uh, Xavier Jens, director and writer of Frontiers, he did the movie Hitman, and he uh, he is in ABCs of Death. Uh, his was the letter. You've seen ABCs of Death, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not a fan. It, it didn't really. No, I think it sucked. didn't impress me. Uh, ABCs of Death. His was X for XXL. Okay. I don't remember what that was about. I couldn't tell you. Exactly. Uh, Frontiers was supposed to be part of the Eight Films to Die For series. Interesting. But the MPAA gave the film an NC-17 rating, so it wasn't a part of that. You had to have an R rating to be a part of the Eight Films to Die For. So instead, it was released unrated in 10 select theaters across America. Uh, for only one weekend only. Now, I was very baked last night 
watching the movie and uh, going over the, the the notes and research for this. So I was doing some high math here, okay, which was very hard. I had to get my wife involved, and we were both just like getting really deep into it, like pulling out like PowerPoint and stuff, pulling out our calculator and stuff like that. Getting that when, Pythagorean theory. It was one of those things, though, where like when it was all said and done, we did way too much work. Okay. Uh, on our in our high math, uh, the movie grossed. Uh, Approximately ten thousand dollars. It was like nine thousand something, but I rounded up ten thousand, right? Well, this this film wasn't necessarily designed for mass appeal. Not at all. Um, I would have loved back in two thousand and seven. I think I was in my twenties, uh, mid twenties. I would have loved to have seen this movie in theaters because this was around the time where I was like really big into Martyrs and High Tension was actually one of my favorite movies at the time. Yes, which is also a French horror film. And this this is very much a product of its time. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is at the peak of the Saw franchise. Yes. Um, and Hostel. Ooh, Gregory. <laughs> That's why I love you, bud. Did you get a tingle in your balls, too? I did. Mm. Hot. Uh, so the movie grossed ten grand from those two nights. So work that out. That was about 500 people per night that saw the movie Frontiers. Uh, so yeah, about 500 people per night. So we're going to say about a thousand people. And they were all French. Every single one of them were French Americans, not French Canadians, French Americans, which means that they're not great at French. No, that means, uh, uh they just go croissant. I would, I would love to have a cigarette baguette. I'm assuming that uh, it was subtitled in its American theatrical release. Right? So not the version that you watched. No. No. Uh, one of the things I got to give it up to this movie is that I have not found any dubbed versions of it. That might be a good thing, though. Thank God. I'm not usually a fan of the dub. I hate dub. In most cases. The movie I talked about earlier in the episode, the Netflix movie Don't Listen, was dubbed. Ooh. Ugh. That's... Yuck City. That can that can go bad quick. No, 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 not at all, man. I do not like. I, I mean, I would love to get a job as a dubbed voice actor and just say ridiculous shit. That would be fun. Yeah, right. Um, so after the uh, the short stint of one weekend back in two thousand and seven in America, it was released on DVD the following week. Uh, the reception was fifty fifty. Of okay. the movie, there were a lot of people that really enjoyed it. Felt that there was a lot of substance, and it wasn't just a gore, uh, a gore fuck fest in your face. Uh, but then the other half was just like, this is just a gore fuck fest in your face with no substance. Right. This is just a, a film that's very derivative of others in the genre, and uh, but it also had a, a political appeal to it. it. It has its own kind of identity. Yeah, it totally does. Unlike the. Uh, uh, you know the, the films such as like Hostel and stuff like that. A lot of people compare the movie to a mix of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hostel. That's pretty much exactly what I got out of it, but with Nazis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it had the 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 visual, uh, like the aesthetic of Hostel, and a lot of the uh, plot points and just the themes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Nazis. My biggest gripe about the movie is it suffers from the whole it was made in the early 2000s. So it's a it's extreme. Yeah, Got a lot let's of, a lot of shaky cam. Let's take the yeah, Jesus Christ. Let's take the E out of extreme and just put a big fucking X on it. <laughs> uh it's like when uh, people were taking the S out of the end of uh they say something like boys is in the title. 
Let's Z. read. Put a Z in it. Yep. It's like it's like some guy from Jersey. Hey, yo, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's take that S right there. You know, the S is at the end of boys. Well, this is very this this comes from a very in your face culture. I, I feel like there was a lot of affliction. Exactly. Being worn by the people working on the movie. You know when those Nazis take off their shirts, like they've got tribal tattoos. Tattoos. So many them. tribal tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I feel like one of the guys in the movie, I, by one of them, I mean like maybe like all of them, uh, wore tap out. <laughs> a lot of tap out. A lot of the jeans with that weird cross on the butt. Yeah. You remember those? Like the embroidered. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. The women that wear those nowadays, I call party moms. That's apt. Yeah, it usually comes with it comes those jeans come equipped with a belt buckle, a big shiny belt buckle, and a cowboy hat and a morning after pill. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I dude, absolutely. You gotta. I mean, who needs safe sex when you got a morning after pill? <laughs> um, that just doesn't sound like a good time, dude. We should do those sometimes. See what it's like. Uh. Yeah? Yeah, crush them up and snort them. What do you think that does for you? I don't know. It might be a good time. Who knows? Just kind of cleans the, the old pipes out. I'll tell you what, man. We'll do it on on uh, air next week. All right. Well, All if, right. You're, if you're into it, I am. Yeah, that's how we're going to get listeners, Greg. <laughs> of course, dude. I'm into That kind it. of attitude has never, never done me wrong in the past. That's right, dude. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So let's get into the movie, shall we? Okay, well... Can I uh can I start you off with my impression of the opening just to kind of see if I'm I'm on the right page here? Yeah, uh, please. Okay, because this this film starts off with sort of a, a political uh, environment. Starts off with a sonogram. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. It okay. opens up with an ultrasound shot of a fetus mm. in utero. Yeah. Um, which I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is referring to one of the characters we'll talk about later is is pregnant. Yasmin. Okay, well, I... You would have caught her name if you would turn the subtitles on. Well, I have my own names for these characters. Oh, we'll, God damn it. We'll get into at a certain point, because in the flow of the conversation, they're speaking French quick. I'm trying to pick up, you know, what's going on. Didn't exactly pick out the name, so I <laughs> I nicknamed some of these, these all right, uh, all right. main players, and... Uh, you know, just to give him. Do you know that the the, the footage from this sonogram was actually uh, Roseanne Arnold and Tom Arnold's baby? Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, I can't wait to get some pissed off fan email from that one. You dirty dog. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we start off with this um, this ultrasound of a fetus, which is quickly followed by a montage of civil unrest. We have rioting. We have Molotov cocktails being thrown, police brutality, there's smoke, there's fire everywhere, and we meet our two main characters running through the chaos, or more appropriately, limping through the chaos, as one of them is injured. Now, this is our main female lead, who I have uh, nicknamed Maywee. 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 Because she is, of course, French, like most of them. May we have a cigarette? So we have Maywee. And Jacques, who are fleeing through this burning city. They are pursued by Le Gendarme. <laughs> They're pursued by Le Gendarme. <laughs> and uh, what we know at this point is that Jacques has an unspecified injury uh, to his vast deference, which causes him to limp 
and may we is uh just kind of helping him out i'm pretty sure it was a bullet to the stomach well i don't know french <laughs> you didn't need <laughs> subtitles for that okay so that's this is our opening scene that's what i got out of it yeah uh, now, uh, what all the rioting was, was actually during the time in, uh, in France, all these riots were in Paris. They're in Paris at this time. Uh, it's kind of like a situation with, uh, the election that just recently happened here in America. Let's say if Trump was reelected, what do you think would have happened, Greg? Paris would burn. Or... Certain cities in America, <laughs> or much of America, yeah, yeah because of the uh, I, the I, I'm not going to get political, but we all know that if Trump was reelected and it wasn't Biden uh, that won the election, I have a feeling there would have been an awful lot of riots. Hey, stop the steal, right? Yeah, man. So that's kind <laughs> of what that's kind of what was going on there in uh, 2000. Uh, I believe the movie was actually filmed in 2006. Oh, six. So there was an election there. Uh, somebody was elected to office that was kind of like a Trump, a, a Trump, a Trump <laughs> type president. And I'm not getting political here. I don't give a shit what side Please you're don't. on. Yeah, the, the reason why is because they're both wrong. They're both assholes. Everyone on the far left is exactly the same as the far right. Far right, same as the far left. You both suck. Um. You know, if you're if you're a politician, you're probably at least kind of a piece of shit. You're probably diddling kids. I mean, that seems to be the the trend. Yeah, thus far. Yeah, then they take pictures of you diddling kids. So if you want to do something against that other politician, uh, they go, "Hey, look, there's pictures of you diddling kids." Boom, bingo, bango. That, my friend, is politics. Now we own your ass. Own it. Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, I, I'm gonna fall into a whole thing. So let's stop. I've been, <laughs> dr- I've been drinking. Let's not do this. I've been drinking. I'm gonna go into a whole fucking thing here and not frontiers, which is the movie we're talking. He gets about. like really alt right when he drinks. I, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. Allegedly, allegedly, I, y- y- allegedly. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no, I get really deep enough. Anyways, all right. So we have Jacques. That you call them? Jacques and Maywee. Jacques and Maywee. Uh, and then we follow... Uh, uh, dude, I love the movie because after the whole riot scene, the sonogram, the riot scene, it's like seriously instant action. And of course, that we talked about earlier, it has that 2007 action shaky cam little, shit. Gets a little shaky. A little tough to tough to see what's going on. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that type of, uh, that, that type of filming. It's... it's- I mean, it, it's it holds it's like its, you described it. It's extreme. Yeah, I, I feel like the Denzel Washington movie Man Apart did a lot of that, mm-hmm. which is why Man Apart is considered a great movie. But if you go back and watch it, you're just like, God damn it, I'm getting dizzy. It's, it's like tough. It's like watching Cloverfield. Yeah, it's yeah, like being on a roller coaster. Honestly, dude, life is a roller coaster. So anyway, we have uh, introducing some more characters. We have our three badasses, who are. And I think this will be really easy to tell them apart because we have shut up, Baldy. God damn it! We have Blondie, uh-huh. and we have Bumpy. Okay, a- Alex is Blondie. Blondie has blonde hair. He sure does. <laughs> I don't think it's natural. It's like an Eminem look. Baldy is, uh, I think, our second main lead. He's the one with the cyst on his head. Nope, that would be Bumpy. <laughs> you can guess why? Because of his bumpy personality. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. He loves bumper cars. We're we're cyst friendly. I would never judge a man for that. <laughs> so we have Baldy, Blondie, and Bumpy. Yeah. Who seem to know each other previously, seem to have gotten in a little bit of trouble with each other, 
participating in these riots. Uh, but we, what we have is the three of these uh, just extreme badasses. Take uh, the E out. Just a big old X. Just one X. Yep. No, three Xs. Oh. Triple extreme badasses. Woo. And they win a shootout with La Gendarme. They don't really win a shootout as much as it is uh, Blondie snatches the pistol from the cop, beats him up, and pistol whips him. Well, they prove that they're not even close to as French as they look by just fucking up some police officers. That's not a really French... That's not a French thing to do. Nah. I feel like these guys... I think in real life, it would just be them carrying grocery bags full of baguettes. Yeah. And maybe some wine. Striped shirts. Yeah, this, the the hats. The beret. Yeah, the Monica Lewinsky hats. Yeah. Yeah. Eating skinjilly. Cops show up and they just they kind of put their hands behind their heads, kneel down, and they're like, "Whatever you say, no. officer." They just all do. <laughs> they just all twirl their mustaches at each other and yes. call it a day. Yes. Yeah. And smoke constantly. Oh, that's all they do. They're but they smoking. but they smoke with those things like Corolla Deville has. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cobblepot had whatever. So that's my impression of France. I I could be wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. <laughs> but I, anyway, that's not these guys. These guys are tough. They're they're basically American. They're ready to fight. Yeah. And they do fight. Oh, they do. And they win. They win. They they win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And I also love that, like, uh, none of them like each other. Because criminals that don't get along that have a crime together, it's always great for a movie. You know that's going well. You know it's going great. There's going to be no backstabbing, no issues at all. So they are criminals, then. Oh, totally. They're not just a group of guys who got caught up in this riot. So what is it? Uh, Jacques and... Uh, May we. May we, who is, who is Yasmin, but I guess we'll call her May we. Uh, may we call her Yasmin? We may. <laughs> That's another character. <laughs> uh, he's, he's coming up. He's, he's, he's part of the Psycho family. He's Asian. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there was a single Asian in this movie. No. No. Uh, so we get uh, a homeboy got shot in the stomach. He's on the, he's on a couch in a warehouse. and every, It's like a rendezvous point, right? Yeah, they hide uh, out in uh, what I assumed was a baguette factory. An abandoned baguette factory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They're laying low for a moment. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a Simpsons episode where they were pointing antifreeze in the, in the wine? I think so. Antifreeze in the wine? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe this was an antifreeze factory. Okay. For the wine. Is that... They do that? Let's call it a baguette factory. We'll go with baguette. The baguette. So they're in an abandoned baguette factory, which is a rendezvous point, and we find out they got big old bags of money. Yes. Yeah, French money. So I was a little confused where this money came from. We all are. Okay. They never really say, I imagine, during the riots, they were what we call opportunistic... They did a little uh, bit of looting. Did a little bit of looting, but it wasn't just a TV. They happened to loot a bank? I'm guessing a bank. Yeah, because they have, uh, Blondie specifically, Ugh. has a large, large duffel bag full of cash here. They show him he just finished counting a one duffel bag, and it was $150,000. They're living large. In French or euros, whatever they are. Francs? In francs? No, no that's German. They're euros now. Yeah, no, no, no. They, I, I, I feel like the currency are called croissants. 150 thousand croissants. That's that's a lot of dough. And he had three other bags to go through. So these guys are living the good life. Yes, you ask me. Uh, so it's at this point where they're just like, oh shit, we got to get Jacques to a hospital. He's bleeding out. He's hurting bad. Yeah, which is uh, Maywee's brother. Oh. 
Yeah, you didn't pick that up. I did not pick up on that. No, your French is terrible. Yeah, it turns out, yeah. It's all right. So we get to, uh, uh, so they split up, right? They, they steal a couple of getaway cars, it seems. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, they were stolen or they were planted ready for them. It was like a whole plan. Okay, so this is after Blondie shows off his, his big bag full of cash. What I got was that uh, he tells his little buddy, Bumpy, <laughs> I know a, a decent uh, whorehouse just outside of town. That's... And I got all this cash, buddy. We're, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to have the party of a lifetime. So they jump in a car together. Meanwhile, May We and Baldy toss Jacques in the backseat of their own car, and they're going to Le Hopital. Okay, that part's right. The first part it was incorrect. Okay. All right, so what happened is... Somehow I knew that. They're like, they're going to another city in France, out in the country. Uh, it's like a two-day a two day road trip. So they don't plan on stopping at this uh, hotel. Okay. Which is in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Uh, outside of Paris. Um, and they don't know that there's... Uh, they, they don't even know it's a whorehouse. They're just like, we got to get to this other place. So this is just a... Is this just a random destination? It's one of those... It? It's one of those, like, we smoked a lot of weed... I'm kind of tired. This is a hotel. Let's stop at it. So it's actually, it is a, a public lodging. Correct. This isn't just a random house that they duck into. No, it's okay. not a random house. That's It was an actual business. Okay, so that makes a whole lot more and sense why they would go there. I will get to the scene where they actually sealed their fate. Oh. Yeah, I think everything would have been, uh, for lack of a better term, kosher. Okay. Uh, but there was a scene that kind of sealed their fate. But before we get to the hotel, we have uh, Jacques and uh, Wimei and the other driver who's Baldi. Baldi. Uh, they get to the Le Hasebetel. Yes. And it's the whole, like, let's just drop him off. He's going to die. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, May we uh, kind of drags him into the, the hospital, trying to get him a little bit of help. They, they share a heartfelt goodbye. Yeah. Um, they have a brief conversation about what I assume was escargot and Rene Descartes. You're not wrong. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it eventually... was actually, it was, it was him saying, keep the baby. Okay. Yeah. Cause she wanted to have an, uh, I, I feel like I pieced that together from, from the ultrasound. I was that correct? Yeah. She, she has from, uh, Roseanne Barr's ultrasound. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, so they, they have a, a tear filled goodbye and Jacques. So now before that, though, when we get into the hospital, they're like, uh, we may is like, oh, he's bleeding out. And uh, old Jacques is going, you know, because he's got best I'm bleeding. Oui, oui. (laughs) Uh, So the the nurse is like, "Okay, let's get him on a gurney and I'll be right back. So instead of getting a fucking doctor to save this poor kid's life, she goes to get security. She grabs le gendarme. Is that his name? Well, that's the the French police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't police. He was a security. He was he was hot. He was. I mean, he was in a hospital security. Uh, yeah, so he's just a kind of a hospital rent a cop. Oh man, this rent, podcast. Rent a gendarme. This podcast is like nation uh, is, is is broadcasted across the world, and I wonder if any of our French listeners. I wonder if we have French listeners. If we do, they will hate my pronunciation of all these words. But I bet they'll appreciate my accent. I do. Thanks, man. <laughs> I love the smile you gave me when you said I do. Did you see the wink? A little bit. All right. Yeah, it moved. <laughs> um, so 
He dies on the gurney. Meanwhile, uh, security goes after Wee May. Wee May goes running out of the place, jumps in the car with Baldy, and they peel out. They take and off. And that's where Baldy is just like, he better not say anything. And she's like, well, he will not say a thing because he is dead. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Yeah, meanwhile, this is going on. I love the editing of the movie, how it's uh, uh, one scene to another, splitting back and forth. It's edited. The editing and pacing of this movie is solid. Yes, it's one of the stronger points. I love the pacing of this movie. Because at this point, we're we're following two groups of characters who are going in eventually the same direction, but they're separate for now. But I'm going to say the one is about an hour ahead. I feel like Blondie and Lumpy are an hour ahead. Yes, Blondie... Blondie and Bumpy are, are Bumpy. well on their way to this hotel. So they get um, to... Notable they, is that they, they pass the titular street sign. Oh. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, of course I did. Of course Fr- you did. Fr- Frontier. It says Frontier. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's just the name of the road or... I think it's the location. It's just there's Frontier that way. It's Frontier. It's, just a, it's like an arrow sign yeah, so saying Frontier this way. However, they go the other way. To the hotel. To not the frontier. No, they fucked up. Uh, Meanwhile, so they... uh, we have Baldy and May Wee. Uh, they're in their own car, like you said, about an hour behind. And what I picked up, you know, could be wrong here you know, on a little bit of this, but I got that they were discussing uh, what I assume is the abolition of the Ancien regime and the merits of a constitutional monarchy. Uh we get a shot of Blondie getting mad uh, about probably the execution of Louis the Sixteenth. He he attacks Bumpy in the car. They're kind of fucking around a little bit while they're driving. Uh, Could you tell it was a rib? No. So they're really high, whatever. They're smoking a joint, and then uh, Blondie stops, and he's like, "Get out! Money's mine. Get the fuck out!" <laughs> and uh, old Lumperoo there is like they, just like, they never should have killed Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah. <laughs> The French Revolution is is was fake. <laughs> it was just like bullshit. the ho- just like the Holocaust. You heard it was, here first from Micah. Yeah, no, that's not true because Greg had a neighbor who was a Holocaust. Allegedly, <sighs> no, he was. He was great. He just never mind. Uh, uh, rest rest his soul. Rest his soul. So we uh. I, it, 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 we find out that Blondie's actually fucking with Bumpy. He's like, I'm just messing with you. Look, you shit your pants. Okay. You know, being the alpha male that Blondie is. Because if you have short bleach blonde hair like Eminem, chances are you are an alpha male and a real tough ombre. You are an apex predator of the modern yes, age. Yes, you are, sir. And I don't just mean that you keep a fistful of roofies on you at all times. I mean that you're just genuinely a tough fella. A fella to stay conscious around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just get so sleepy when I hang out with Blondie. What the? So relaxing. The tone of his voice. He's like melatonin if melatonin was a person. He mixes the chalkiest drinks. The chalkiest. <laughs> they always taste like Robitussin. <laughs> so uh, they get to the hotel, which is essentially just like a big fucking house. Yeah. It's almost like a B&B. Yeah, see, good I, old good old bed, bed and breakfast. I did not get that this was a hotel. I I thought they were just at a random house. They decided to detour. They're like, we gotta lay low. Uh, this place looks good. Let's 
run in and introduce ourselves. Well, if you would have watched the version that I watched, you would have read that it was, in <laughs> fact, a hotel. And uh, right off the bat, we have, uh, do you have the names for the the two women? Would you like to hear them? I would love to. Let me see if you can guess which one is which. All right. Upon arriving to this house, Blondie and Bumpy enter to meet... Two women who are already already well into the party of their own, mm. who we will call Femme Blondie. That's the blonde one. And Boozy. Boozy's the one that's a little more timid with dark hair. The one that's drinking. Okay, so we're calling her Boozy and She's we have Femme Blonde? Femme Blondie is the female Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. She definitely is the female Blondie. And then we have another fella there who is jacked up. Muscular as all get out with a Fu Manchu mustache. And his name right. is, of course, Rob Halford. Mustache. God damn it, Greg. Or more appropriately, let's go with Le Mustache. Le Mustache. Le Mustache. Le Mustache. I like it. Because he's got an impressive one. And the guy is beefy. Yes, he And he's also uh, in a beater and he's very wet. Intimidatingly wet. Yeah, why is he always so greasy, wet looking? Well, he's putting a lot of work into whatever he's dissecting in that back room. He is also a huge Judas Priest fan. Oh, of course. Look at him. You can tell by that stash. Refuses to believe that Rob Helford's actually gay. <laughs> Refuses. He's, he would he would stop listening if he if he believed that. He would kill himself <laughs> and everyone around him <laughs> with his bare hands. Honestly, yeah. Um. All right, so this is where we get the, the, the very first red flag of this situation is that Femme Blonde, did I get that right? Femme Blondie. Femme Blondie tells uh, Blondie yep. and Bumpy that all the rooms are free. Yes. Now, you, I did not hear okay. that. Okay. She said all the rooms are free. How the fuck is that okay? That's not a thing. Wait, what? That should uh, raise some alarm bells. Yeah. Alarm bells to that. So they're sitting at the, uh, the, the Baldy is just like, I'm going to go prepare your room. Uh, meanwhile, get yourself a drink, hang out with these ladies. And dude, the dialogue here is atrocious. Really? At least what the subtitles were. It was just like. So they're, they're not discussing, uh, Blondie's knowledge of Albert Camus. Blondie was just like, Hey, femme Blondie. Uh, I got a big dick. Really? You want to see it? Okay. And so that's... I, I assume they were discussing, uh existentialism you know getting a little philosophical i mean that would get me wet uh i would think instead he's just like hey i'm a guy you're a girl let's fuck i mean he gets right into it right into this it so that's a where smooth she, operator she leans over and uh starts making out with him and that's where the uh the 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 other one the emo looking one what was her name again Greg? that would be boozy Boozy. Boozy's drinking this whole time. Boozy was talking to Bumpy and was just like, what's the matter? You don't like women? Yeah, Bumpy's not having it. Bumpy's not having it because Bumpy keeps saying, I have a girlfriend. Now, if you couldn't tell. I did pick that up, actually. Ah, yeah. Micopine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What? what? That's that's uh, Bumpy says he has a girlfriend. Oh, is that? There you go. Yeah. Everybody. Or uh, Micopan. You learned a little bit uh, my, of French today. I apologize for my pronunciation. I know how to spell it. <laughs> hey, man. Can't say it very well. Hey, we're going to get nasty emails from the pesky French listeners. You know, I pretty much, I I faked my way through French class just by mumbling everything. 
Yeah. It turns out that works when you're speaking French. But you don't fake it when you're with me, man. I tell you what. You're like, oh, oh hey, uh, make all bean. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like, very good. Next. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, the, the Blondie and uh, Femme Blondie. They're making out across the bar. She walks around the bar and grabs her by grabs them by the hand and lures them to the room. Now, this is where, since you were watching the subtitles, Baldi... Uh, Baldi's actually out there at the time saying, like, your room is ready. And this is a quote of the movie. Okay. And he's like, hey, at least you guys aren't faggots. Oh, you're talking about mustache. Mustache. Sorry. Sorry. Mustache is just like, hey, at least you guys aren't. I said it once, and that's all I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. Because it, it was a quote. Maybe don't push it that. It was a quote. Now, see, I interpreted this... Uh to just based on his tone and the look on his face that he came out and he was just like get a room you sexy delicious kids and you're not wrong i had no he was, idea he was being way more uh offensive about he it. was very happy that they weren't gay although he does look like a village people uh and he takes recruit. a moment to just i fuck the shit out of bumpy for what feels like 10 minutes oh he even did the whole like Fingers up to the mouth and went, ah, yeah, he's licking his lips. He's winking both eyes in sequence. Oh, he's thrusting. Yeah, he's squeezing his own ass just slowly. There's one part he goes up to like a, a beam coming down from the ceiling and starts strip teasing on it. and starts dry humping. Sliding up and down. Up and down. Chris goes it. The great thing is Bumpy does not change his facial expression through this whole ordeal. That's what we call good acting, Greg. Yes. He might yes. be the best actor in this film. He's certainly the bumpiest. He is. <laughs> hey, we're going to be in a uh, this movie here. Maybe I should get that cyst removed on my head. The director uh, was just like, Jens was just like, don't you fucking dare. Do you think they told him he had to play a skinhead, but they shaved his head like the first day of shooting? And they were like, <laughs> oh, we have a situation here. Oh. <laughs> It's a good thing we cast you for the part of Bumpy, because this kind of works. Well, he uses it to match the bumps on his testicles, and that's where the barber was like, I think you should get that looked at. <laughs> you should get it biopsied, my friend. Uh, and we recommend that you do. All right, so we get up to the room, and it's a very, very awkward sex scene. Now, you didn't have the subtitles on, but Blondie was telling Femme Blondie, uh, I'm going to give it to you real good. I'm the best that you're ever going to have, stuff like that, which is weird because there's actually guys that say shit like that. Yeah. That's so weird. Why would you say that to a girl? can't imagine saying that and taking yourself seriously. Like, I, I know a guy that went up to a girl and was just like, was, uh, I got porn dick. Odd. Yeah. But maybe it's true. And that guy was me. Oh. No. No. It was, <laughs> somebody I knew actually went up to a girl at, at this bar in Erie and was like, what's up, babe? And they're talking, whatever, and it's not going well. And he just goes, yeah, well, I got porn dick. I I hate that guy. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. See, I, I tend to take a way more uh, slapstick approach to, to sexual encounters. Yes. Say, guess what? You're going to have a real bad time if you, you have know, sex I'm, with me. I'm taking pratfalls. I'm tripping over <laughs> things. Pie in the face. It's <laughs> a great time. Real Three Stooges over here. Just yeah. a one-man Three Stooges. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, you poke yourself in the eyes. <laughs> it's a good... Women like a funny man. I've heard it called the brown eye, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that sex scene was really awkward, and the whole time... Uh, that Boozy was trying to get on Bumpy, 
He's saying, no, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Get off of me. He, he is not into this uh, this sweaty, stinky French orgy that they're having. Not at all. So I think at one point there's a phone call from uh, we, we me. Uh, we got May Wee calling up. Uh, she's she's still in the car with Baldy. Yeah, and they uh, they give them the they they text the address to where they're staying at, and then we uh, so they're still not at the hotel yet. They're still driving. They are behind. Um, but Blondie's know. just saying, "Hey, hey guys, come on over. This is great. We've got everything. We got creme brulee. We got croissants. We got sex with uh, femme Blondie. I already had sex with this German chick. It's like, great. You know, Bumpy's not so into it, but maybe you guys can come over and kind of keep this party alive. Lighten the mood a little bit. You know, yeah. maybe if they see that it's more than just me doing it, maybe Bumpy will jump in. <laughs> maybe he'll pop. Maybe he'll stop filming things and actually get involved. Yeah, he does have that camera filming stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a little weird we- choice. A little weird to film like, hey, guys, this is the crime we did. Hey, well, this is us on the run. Hey, this is us having illegal sex. His whole excuse is, "I can't, I can't do this. I have mycopene." But yeah, then he's. But it's fine if I film it. Totally you fine know, if you film it. I, I don't understand that logic, but no. So we get to uh, 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 a dinner scene where it's a whole family hanging out at dinner. We got Grandma with a trachea tube in her throat. She's eating food. Food's coming out of her throat, uh, which is totally disgusting. We've got Mustache serving some very suspicious-looking meat. Pork, they called it. Pork. They said it was pork, and that's where uh, Bumpy... That was an easy one, because pork in French, le pork. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, seriously? Yeah. I didn't catch that. I was too busy reading like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) That was my impression. I could be wrong about that. Le pork. Le pork. It's just Pumbaa or Timon. Which one was which? I don't even know. Uh, I believe Pumbaa was the the warthog. All right, so they're eating Pumbaa. Yeah, Um, you know, I'm pretty sure it might have been people. Um, so it, it looked disgusting. They, they kind of they tip the hand kind of early. Like they don't really try to to hide that much. No, they get right into it, Greg. Yeah, like this That's, is a, this is a cannibal family. One of the things I like about the movie is that. The only downtime really was just the part we were talking about. Yeah, just now. Well, they don't um, they don't waste your time with this like. What is this? Where are we? Is this family hostile towards us? Or no, they man. Us? Like, they just they assume the audience gets it. Before 2010, uh, between 2000 and 2010, horror movies were straight in your fucking face. Straight shooter. No, straight, like, no buildup. No slow, straight into your face. No slow burns. We get right to the bidness. Yeah. And bidness picks up right after this. Uh, you got Bumpy who says, I can't have pork. It's against my religion. I interpreted this as that he was vegan. We know some of those. He was irritatingly vegan. Okay. And he insulted his host. I uh, So he tells them it's against my religion, and that's where they all, like, it's a needle off the record, and they were like, oh, the Jew? Like, uh, like no, I'm not Jewish. Oh, I'm vegan? Like, I'm Muslim, uh, which that right there, the tone of the movie completely changed. I feel like that scene sealed their fate. This is where they decide to eat them. You think they wouldn't just right off the bat, anyone who walks in this house is getting eaten? See, I have a hard time thinking that. I, I, I feel like they pick and choose. I feel like they... Uh, okay, see, I'm blonde, and I have beautiful blue eyes. I've always thought that. I know you have. They're very icy. I get lost in them. Uh, and my skin is also very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Soft uh, and clean. I, 
very. Uh, I use ivory soap. Um, so it's, I feel like myself, I would have been okay here. Like if you and I would have went here and had dinner with them, stayed there, had sex with these weird Germans, uh, I feel like we would have left unscathed. Uh, I think one of us may have come up as more of a victim than the other. You're probably you. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought of you as the more Aryan of the two of us. Yeah, see, the, okay, the, the, I don't have those ideologically. Oh, oh, fuck, I've been drinking. <laughs> I do not share the same views. Okay, to, however, just to be clear, if you were to look at me. To be clear, Micah is not a Nazi. No. He's just however, a, a beautiful, blonde haired, blue eyed Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> He's been described as the Ubermensch. Okay. By himself. I don't ever. Sure. Why not? I'm going to get a shirt that says that. Um, I, however, am dark and swarthy. Are you uh, maybe Sicilian? Close. Okay. Let's say I would I would resemble more of uh, maybe a Polish Jew. Okay. There you go. A Polish Jew, you may, say. May not survive this house is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> but... You would have eaten this meal. I would have absolutely eaten this meal out of sheer terror. <laughs> just just praying I can get through it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get in that car, say goodbye, and everyone will be copacetic. So that's where they get upset. They go back to the room because they're feeding grandma and the food's coming through her trachea tube, which is totally disgusting. It's the first gross out move. Great uh, effect, though. It is. Oh, God, is it also, gross. Also, major, major Texas Chainsaw reference here. Yep. They're feeding the uh, the invalid grandmother. Yeah, um, just cramming cramming this meat gravy into her face, and she's Ugh. spitting it up, and it's it's disgusting. Oh, it's so gross. But speaking of invalid grandmothers, thank you for so much for letting me borrow Resident Evil Seven. I'm having oh, you're a, you're you're liking it. I'm having a great time with that. I have about five hours of gameplay so far. Oh, it's, that's the scariest part is when you first get into it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get used to it. It's like it's a different different uh approach for that series yeah it is i um I'm, uh, it's it's very scary well anyways yeah all right so they go back to the rooms and they start watching uh the election coverage again and they're talking uh it's, it's really cool because there's a scene where they're just like this uh paris france is the way america was 10 years ago which is kind of weird because now i would compare america is what Paris, France was ten years ago, ten or so years ago. Yeah, uh, kind of wild to think about that. Like, uh, if it, I highly recommend you guys watch Frontiers because of that strange irony. Just an odd political coincidence. A little bit. Um, so they're hanging out there, the two of them, Bumpy and Blondie, and the next thing you know, who comes barging in the room? Boom! We've got Eyeball Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Eyeball just, Carl. His name. A, his name is actually Carl. Okay, so I was right about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard them throw that around. So he is Eyeball Carl because he has noticeably just round, buggy eyes. He's like uh, Leon the Professional. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. He's, he's got that kind but of But instead look. of the tired look, it's more like Mr. Bean. It's more like the jacked up Nazi psycho look. Where... See, I consider him a jacked up Rowan Atkinson, a muscular Mr. Bean. Sure. Yeah, that's what I that's what I look. And I look at him I'm like, man, this guy looks like Rowan Atkinson. Point buff. being, his eyes are buggy. They're popping out of his head, They're Steve popping. Buscemi style. So this is Eyeball Carl and he is I'm not sure if he's a legitimate member of the 
of Le Gendarme. I think it's the uh, I think it's the same thing as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, where he just kind of owns a uniform, where he owns a uniform and uses that kind of to intimidate. Sure. You. So he, you know, so Eyeball Carl is our our faux cop. Yes, our faux Nazi cop, and he pops in and he says, "Hey, you're those badasses who started that riot in Paris or wherever." So he's mad. He pulls a gun. Okay, so here's what actually happened. Okay. He's saying, uh, uh, he does the whole, like, where are you guys from? They're, like, from Paris. They're like, oh, you're the scum in the riots. What are you doing here kind of thing? Okay. Uh, you fucked my sister. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, I, oh, no, at first he's just like, they're treating it like it's a whorehouse, right? Yeah. Uh, so the guy's like, no, 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 she came on to me. And he's like, oh, you calling my sister a whore? And then, interestingly enough, he asks kind of how it was. How did you catch that? Because of your French background? That's just one of the few things I was able to discern. Yeah. He said, did you come? Yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, what? He's like, did my sister make you come? Did you come see, come saw? And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and he's asking <laughs> to look. Uh, what? You know, maybe. What? I don't know. So he's like, he's like, sure, why not? She's a whore. Oh, um, why not? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. I know that's, a, that's a response I usually enjoy. Uh, <laughs> did you come? Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Heard it more times than I care to admit. My wife said, did you come yet? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Why? Yeah, I, 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 I guess. guess. I guess. I just opened up a mail packet on her back and I dipped my ham sandwich in it. Why do you keep asking me that, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> my wife's name is Carl. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, and that's where uh, uh, Blondie is just like, sure. The Carl's like, hey, I gotta check your bags. He's like, yeah, sure, the bags are over here. Boom! Right in the face. Big sucker punch. Bam! Pow! Right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. So they go running downstairs only to encounter. We got Mustache. Mustache was lurking. And he fucks Blondie up with. Awesome I, scene. I can only assume that that's a golf club. I like a, it's like a thin pipe. Sure, if you're a Polish golf club, it, do, yeah. it was it was a bar. Yeah, that's it, a was, it was like old, a, it was like a lead pipe, big old pull up. Yeah, club. Scott Steiner just swinging his lead pipe around circa '99 WCW. Yeah, and uh, beats the piss out of Blondie there. And uh, after beating the holy hell out of him, Carl is pointing the gun at Bumpy, and Bumpy, in a rare show of. Just bumpy terrorism. Yeah. (laughs) Bumpy terrorizes Carl uh, by stabbing him, I think, with scissors. Yeah, he jumps. He like spider monkeys him, jumps on his back. uh, So mustache, mustache goes into the other room to prepare something. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, for whatever reason, he just kind of dips. He's like, I have to have a cigarette. (laughs) Uh, And I listen to his Judas Priest album. And meanwhile, uh, Bumpy jumps on Carl's back and just starts Spider Monkey stabbing him with these tiny scissors. Doesn't stab him in the fleshiest part of the body, which is the neck. Why the hell would you go for the neck if you got scissors? Instead, he's hitting him in the the shoulder blade. Shoulder blades. You could survive that. I mean, I'm willing to, to believe that he doesn't know how to stab. Well, he's doing a fine job. He's just hitting him in the the wrong place. I mean, I'm not sure I know how to stab. I, I, I can assume that there's vulnerable parts, but I would think the average citizen, uh, when put in this position, probably is just going, going You know crazy. who knew how to stab were those old 
Uh, video is online uh, by a gentleman by the name of Captain Stabbin. Oh. He'll take you out on a boat. A you man on a, a boat. Man on a boat with a goal. That's that's some classic internet reference That right is there. classic. If you know who old Greg is, you know Captain Stabbin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I really hope some of our uh, male listeners caught that reference center of our age. Anything goes on international waters. He kind of based his entire career around that. It was the first casting couch. <laughs> casting boat. Yeah. Because of the implications. The dinghy. Yeah. Uh, so then we have... Uh, uh, mustache comes back, right? Yeah. Well, now, uh, after stabbing Carl, they're they're all frantic. They're, they're fighting. Um, somewhere in the mix, Blondie gets his fingers shot off. By, oh, my uh, God. Carl shoots him. He just blasts him. And his fingers, he, he loses two of his, uh, his index and middle finger. Luckily, he blocked the bullet to his face with his hand. He says those uh those fingers were were tainted by your your activities with my sister earlier. They gotta go. Yeah, he said good luck bowling now, you fuck. Yeah, he just he just blows them off, blasts them right off. So they they run out. They uh, manage to escape. Yeah, to the car, to the car. They're driving, but who's on the who's on the pursuit? You got mustache. You got mustache right on their tail, Kentucky Derby style, and he is angry. He is so pissed. Yeah, he's listening to Painkiller. He's like, here comes the painkiller. And just drives him off the road, falls down into off a, a bridge. Off a bridge, but but Mustache doesn't go down and check on him. He's just like, no, oh, their, their car flips over, lands on the roof at the bottom of maybe, I got to say, at least a 20 to 30 foot drop. That would kill you. And they are definitely dead. Totally dead, but they're, definitely they're, dead. They're not dead. Uh, so, meanwhile, we get, uh, who are the other two that show up? May we and Baldy show up. May we and Baldy show up. Now, there are, there are a couple. They are? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure. Yeah, there are a couple. If May we was with Baldy or if May we was with Jacques, who died in the hospital earlier. That's her brother that died That's in the hospital. That's her brother. Okay. Yeah. He tells her to keep the baby because he wanted to be a... Point being, I guess she's close with both of them. Both of them. So... This wasn't a budding romance with Baldy. No. This was an ongoing romance with Baldy. We. Okay, and he's the father of her unborn uh, child? We. Little little fetus there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now that we're caught up on that. They get to the place, and that's where uh, Femme Blondie and Boozy... They show up, they meet Femme Blondie and Boozy, and they say, Bonjour, fellas. Uh, You didn't happen to see uh, a Blondie and a guy with a bumpy head, did you? (laughs) Uh, uh, you didn't try to kill him or anything. I, I, like, we're looking for our friends. Yeah, they were like, hey, the hotel's full. We took him to this other place down the street. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, like they're, uh, they're not here. They're, they're shaking their heads. They're like, never heard of, you know, this bumpy dude. I love that they say the hotel is full, but there's no cars outside. Right. Yeah, so they go to uh, the other expansion of the hotel, which is down the road. They send him to a some kind of weird military complex under the guise of this is the rest of our hotel. We're going to call it the Frontier. Okay. <laughs> We're going to call that part the Frontier. This is starting to make a lot of sense. Oh, uh, it's all coming together. They send him to the Frontier. All right, so meanwhile, while this is going on, they're going to drive down to this other place. Uh, we have Blondie and Bumpy. They survived the crash. Survived through the power of friendship. And they limp off into a tunnel. The same way we would survive. And you know what? If Will was with us right now, he would be there right with us. Walking through these mines, these underground mines, uh, 
and just having ourselves a good time. Absolutely. I imagine Will would be leading the way on this. Of course he would. He's honestly, Will's the biggest of the, of the three of us. Yeah. Yeah, he would lead the way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah there you go. He would stand toe-to-toe with Mustache. <laughs> I think you could take him. I think that would be a, a pretty fair fight. Will could take Mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel like that would be that would be the go-to. I would handle the uh, uh, the, the one character, Hans, coming up that we'll get to. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'll leave you with Grandpa. Oh, I would handle um, him. I know you would. All right, so they're going through the mines, and then we get to uh, they're they're walking through like these underground mines. They're right, in a, they're in a very claustrophobic tunnel. For a That's they're, where they're they crawling. get. To, dude, this tunnel scene fucked me up. Anyone who has any sort of claustrophobia would be freaking out. At this this is the part of it where I would compare it to the descent. Yes, very much. Yeah, very um, much. they're yeah. Uh, they're you know one after the other crawling through this this tight tunnel. It's so tight that blonde you over here is just like oh i'm stuck oh no i'm stuck oh but you, i don't know why i went british but you wouldn't know that because you didn't watch it with the subtitles so you probably just assume that they're having a conversation about i don't know like i assumed bumpy was getting upset because blondie just kept farting in this tunnel like he's, he's crawling ahead of him but he's not moving fast enough and it's just it's filling up quick the air is not a lot of breathing room in there He's just like, whoa. <laughs> no, they're French, though. They uh-huh, like fromage. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're French. They like that. That's how they attract each other. Is that true? With scents. Yeah, the natural scent. That's why earlier in the movie, uh. when, oh, and that's the other thing, too. You watched it without subtitles. Earlier in the movie, Blondie confirms that uh, Femme Blondie had a really smelly pussy. Oh. And he used those words, too. I missed that translation. Yeah, so maybe you need to go back to French 101 and get a degree, bruh. Yeah, my teacher didn't, they didn't define pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steven Tyler would have. Because Steven Tyler will tell you the reason why he still does one what of, he does. One of the essential P's of rock and roll. Uh, well, it's M's. Oh. The three M's. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Tyler, why do you still do what you do? I tell you, Daddy, I do it for the three M's, and that's... Mm-hmm. Pussy. I can't believe he talks to his dad that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're on, So he's stuck, and then finally, Lumpy, Bumpy is just... He turns around, and on his camera, on the night vision, you get uh, a kind of a bone-chilling scene here. A little bit of a jump scare. <sighs> this one got me. Yeah, I, I mean, the reason I actually I haven't watched this movie in years rewatching it. I jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. There is something there staring up at him. Probably uh, a zombie. I wasn't actually sure what that was supposed to be. Uh, we'll get to that. OK. All right. So uh, that's where I uh, bumpy is freaking out like you got to okay. go, man. There's something all, in here. They quicken their pace. Something's in there with them. It loves the farts. It's fueled by them. <laughs> it's, it is. Uh, so they got to they got to fly. Uh, Blondie. Sees a light at the end of the tunnel, and what happens? Oh, chop suey right to the dome. He is definitely dead. Uh, he's almost dead. He got a nice, a nice solid whop into the head. You don't know what it is. It happened. The effect is great. He's got a nice, nice streak of red dye right through that blonde job. It's just a quick flash, and then blood pouring out of his dome. Yes, and that is cool. And then you find out it's actually retired. Uh, professional boxer Butterbean. <laughs> this is a character that I creatively dubbed 
Fatty Hans. Well, his name is Hans. Yes, exactly. All right, Fatty so- Hans just chops Blondie's skull oh. with something. Good God, dude. And then rips him out of this tunnel. Uh, Bumpy proves that he is, in fact, a true Frenchman and retreats back into the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> he took his freedom fries and ran. He's out. Remember back when, uh, after 9-11, when the French were like, we do not want to get involved, and every Patriot America, they were dumping their French wine down the toilet. Every genius in this country was like, send that statue back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get freedom, get Lady Liberty out of here. It came from the French. Freedom fries. Yeah, we ain't calling them French fries. No, French toast, that's Freedom toast. Rich, get me some freedom toast. Get me, you make me some freedom toast. Like, <laughs> here's your, your your wife with the black eye comes by with your French toast. I like, gave my sister a big old freedom kiss this morning. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin. Uh, but I just remember, like, watching, like, a, a really high-end restaurant in New York City, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get this French shit out of here. And he's, like, <laughs> popping open, like, $300 bottles of wine, pouring them down the shitter. Yeah. And it's like, dude, wh- what? What are you doing? It was a nationwide uh, foutoir to the, the French And it lasted. Baguettes were nowhere to be found. I couldn't get my croissant breakfast sandwich. No. No, I mean, I love my croissant. They're it buttery, was, crispy. Oh, delicious. It was a tough couple of years. Dude, I think it lasted all of six months. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it did not last long. Finally, we were just like, you know what? The French aren't that bad. Like they're fine. They're fine. They got they, they're women where they got the hairiest armpits, but damn it, are they attractive? Yeah, not those Canadian French though. No, 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 no. Fuck them. <laughs> they can go straight to hell. Straight to hell. <laughs> oh, you, we love you, Quebecers. We love yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. I love the Quebecs. Quebecois. The Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at here, Tiger? We got Fatty Hans pulling Blondie out of a tunnel with a Yank- massive head wound, yanking him out, and then uh, of course, like we said, Bumpy retreated. Yep. Uh, so it, now we got uh, we've got Baldy, Maywe, Boozy, and Femblon. They have traveled to uh, the new frontier, the other house, the compound, other house, the, the other compound where they meet a young pregnant girl who I have dubbed Mousy. That's very close. Yes. What's her name? I uh, Melsois. <laughs> <laughs> Le Massois. Le Massois. Uh, that is actually Hans's uh, child bride. Okay. I, p- I figured that out by the end, I think. Okay. Uh, so she is with child with Hans. Yes. Which is like, how did that even work? Uh, What's the physics of that? Because Hans is a literal sphere of a man. <laughs> He's very circular. <laughs> um, I think it's, uh, I think Hans gets on his back and she picks up the panis. I mean, this this girl is four foot two. Is she she she's knows tiny. She, she can work her way around that ball. She's just figuring it out, huh? She's you know, man, you got to learn, right? You just get in there, you find what you find, and make it happen. Sure, yeah. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way, right? That's right. But I mean, Hans is is is, is popped. A, you can tell he's lusty. Oh, you can tell he's he's revved He's up. got he's got lust in his eyes. So we're all at the uh, we're all at the dinner, and in comes walking uh, Nazi grandpa. Yeah, I I said Nazi dad. Okay, 
Uh, yeah, he's his character in the movie is Father. They all refer him to Father. Okay. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he is definitely the best part of the movie. He he's great. Oh, he's awesome. Even in a, a language I don't understand. So this is where he, they I, kind I can of feel it. yeah they kind of explain that uh, Father settled here after the war. Okay. Uh, WW2, he retreated and settled here in the frontier, opened up his little hotel and started this family, this weird inbred family, this weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre okay. Nazi family. You know, this is right around the time that uh, our hero, May We notices that this house looks a whole lot like Hitler's house. She's like, she's doing the whole like, look she's... over like, huh, that's kind of weird. That's a picture of Hitler. Yeah. Huh. That's kind of weird. There's the Iron Cross. There's a big swastika. Like, on the wall right behind me. I mean, everyone has their hobby. Like you guys have been speaking German this whole time? Yeah, no, no, no. They've been speaking in French, but with a German accent. Yes. Very subtle. Yeah. Very, very subtle. At this time, uh, Baldy decides to use the restroom. And Femme Blondie takes him outside and says, hey, it's over here. Mm-hmm. So he goes into uh, kind of an outhouse thing, takes his little whizness, and hears a little bit of a ruckus. Not a ruckus. He just hears a little ruffling and finds uh, Large and in Charge Hans working on something. Uh, you don't really see what it is, but Hans is gross. He's a big dude with uh, an apron. He's, got, he's covered in blood. He's sort of a leather face without the leather face. He's Leatherface if Leatherface ate Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Uh, take all three Leatherfaces, ball them up. No, I'm sorry. All four, five, six. How many Leatherfaces are there? Uh, it's like a Russian doll of Leatherfaces. Yes. And, and he's the outer shell. Yes. And they all form this giant Hans. He's the ultimate leather. He is Fatty Hans. He's super leather. Okay. For our uh, Japanese deathmatch uh, wrestling fans. As such, yeah. he has hung our oh. friend Blondie by a meat hook. Two meat hooks. Great effect. Oh, my God. Very gory. So let me paint this picture for you. He's upside down and it's kind of spread out. And there's a hook going through his one ankle through the other. Kind of that go down and feel your ankles there. And that uh, that nice, thick Achilles tendon and that fleshy spot in between. That's where the hook is in each of his feet. And he's strung upside down. And he's just hanging there. Still alive. And Baldy finds him. And he is like... Wow. Yeah, he's like, wow. okay. What do I do? Something isn't adding up here. <laughs> Wait a minute. How did you get here? Is this a murder house? Yeah, something's uh, this is kind of fishy. You guys you guys playing a prank on me? Hey, hey, hey. Well, come, come on out here, Ashton. <laughs> huh? Come on. Because my hey. friend's bleeding. I don't know how much longer he can take this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. This ain't, this ain't punk. This is real. Fuck. Oh, no. Reality so, uh, hits quick. Yeah, yeah, it did. It really did. Uh, so he comes running back inside and is just like, we got to go. We got to go right now. Yeah. Uh, grabs Le, Le Mon- What are you even calling her? Uh, the main character? Her name is Yasmin. But what have you been... Lee May? May we. Thank you. We may. May uh, we. May we. She's kind of fighting it. Like, no, that's rude. Let's stay. Let's stay. Whatever. And then uh, oh, he's like, fuck this. He pulls a gun out right away. Uh, and then you have... They decide to take uh, Baldy and May Wee hostage. The jig is up. Well, the jig is up because they pull guys. Uh, bug-eyed Carl comes storming in. Yep, Carl eyeballs, pulls a gun, and pops Baldy. He, he shoots Baldy. Where does he hit him? Ah, oh, like shoulder. It's, it's non-fatal. Non-fatal. But he he shoots him just so they can be detained. Uh, Fatty Carl comes in with some big old chains. Ah, oh, pistol whips. And they're on their way to a, a pig pen. 
Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that is brutal. So they're they're chained up by their necks, dragged by Hans in the pig pen. Hans tells Mousy to bleed Blondie out. Yes. Which she reluctantly this this scene kind of bothered me. She has a little bit of a moment. She holds the butcher knife and stares and slowly shoves it into Blondie's neck. Yeah. That kind of got me you can tell she didn't really want to no she's a little mousy about it she may have been a little uh mouse way she's being very modest le, if you ask me le Rodin. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm sure that's not correct no 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 she's just sniffing out that cheese yeah yeah so he's so blondie's donezo he's he's he's, he's blondie is definitely dead now this part kind of uh uh this part kind of weirded me out. Now, as Hans is... <sighs> All right. As Hans is kind of uh, I, I tying up... Not tying up. Chaining up the two in the pig pen. There is a scene now... I, I don't know if, if, you, if you watched a different version, if maybe there was like an uncut thing, whatever. But there is a part where... Uh, there is a part where like... Uh, uh, he leans over and is going shh, 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 with his finger and kind of reaches down and grabs her. And then the next scene is Hans walking out of the pig pen. No, I don't think this was in the version I saw. I, it's very confusing because I remember this. It was the first time that I watched the movie, too. Uh, it's it's he he leans over and is going shush, shush, shush. Um, and he I, I'm. Yeah, it's just like he grabs her by the face, and then the next scene, he walks out. It's almost like something was cut there. So I don't know if he was, oh. like, uh, inappropriately grabbing her. I, I don't know. You think so th this was more character development when it comes to the relationship between uh, Fatty Hans and Mousy? I don't know. It was very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, you, don't re you didn't remember this? So she just chains them up, and then that's it? I, I don't think it, it stood out to me. Okay, it was a very confusing scene because it was like it may have happened, but I don't, I don't think it. it uh, I don't think I noticed it really. I think it's not as important to the plot. I, obviously, it's not, but I'm just like that part was kind of weird because it's like something was cut out. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, all right. So as this is going on, Nazi Grandpa, who is father, is explaining to Bug-eyed Carl that you need the wife to succeed me and to. He's uh he's explaining the plot of Birth of a Nation to his favorite son. Yes. And uh he decides that yeah, a, a marriage is in order. But he's like look at her, look at no, fuck, he's not French. Ah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, look at her hair. Look at her eyes. It is not the perfect race, but we must make do." Yeah. And yeah. he's like, "It's it's about time you consummate." Yeah, so you need to make some babies to keep this family going, and you will succeed me. The bloodline. You're gonna be, yeah, you're gonna be the next mind fuel, whatever, whatever father was. Yeah. I imagine he was like a general. Sure, or something. the Nazis I, are all about that shit. Nazis are hey, real quick, man. Nazis are big nerds. Yeah, they're dumb. They're, they're just nerds. They're all they're in the nerd shit. They're into uh, cosplay. Yeah, with their they had dude. Nazis do have the best uniforms. Sure, I but mean, that's I feel like, like they put some time into that. Yeah, but that's yeah. like a nerdy thing to me. Like it's super nerdy with their symbolism, their nerd, their nerdy fucking cosplay costumes. Well, it's a lot of pride. Their weird rankings. I don't think it's 
Yeah, I guess, dude. I don't know. I think they're just a, they're a little misled. They're, they're focusing on the wrong things. Yo, let's talk about Bumpy. <laughs> so, Bumpy, uh, Bumpy's, Bumpy's dealing with the sewer. He's dealing with these feral kids. He's having a sewer adventure. Uh, and at this point in his adventure, he finds a hidden room uh, full of non-Aryan bodies. And, ah. uh, he he kind of weaves his way through these hanging bodies. They're in bags. They're on meat hooks. This room was a uh, refrigerator. Yeah. A big, giant walk-in fridge. Biggest walk-in fridge I've ever seen since Predator 2. Yeah, these are all the victims. These are all the past victims of this this Nazi murder family. This is... I don't have a lot of gripes about this movie. This is actually one of them. There's a scene earlier where they take uh, their cell phones and they drop them in this drawer with, like, uh, so many other cell phones and passports and shit. And it implies that they're, they've been doing this for a while. There's a lot, of, okay. a lot of past victims. Now, I understand maybe the time before cell phones, people going missing, not being able to track. It's a lot harder to do that now, especially if you're going to keep their fucking cell phone. Right. Like, those things are traced. I, this is pre-smartphone. Uh, so there isn't going to be like GPS on it, but I feel like there's still a way to you can triangulate if you really want to. And also the whole like, Hey, these people, this family, they were going this way. Stop there and like question them. Well, you know, uh, when it comes to our, our badass trio of, uh, Baldy, Blondie and Bumpy. Yeah. I'm not so sure they have, uh, any concerned family members really looking for them. But I'm sure there were people before them. Gotta be someone. Yeah. And that room of, uh, of all the victims, these hanging people meet, if you will. Mm. Dude, there were like 30 people hanging in there. Quite a few. And I'm guessing... And, and, uh, and these based are just on, the ones they haven't eaten. Yeah. This is like this is like their jerky fridge. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, we gotta turn them into jerky. But anyway, uh, Bumpy comes to the end of the line. Oh. And we get our next jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> now, this part didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, is this, um, this is a, a woman hanging on a meat hook. As soon as Bumpy approaches her, she just kind of opens her eyes. She has white pupils, like, a. is she supposed to be undead or a zombie or? <sighs> I'm going to say reflex, almost dead, or, or. Supernatural? Or she's turning into a white walker. Oh. The fits. white eyes. A revelation indeed. Yeah. So what I think is, I think that Game of Thrones and Frontiers have a shared universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think uh, the White Walkers were national socialists? Clearly. Okay. Yeah. They have a Nazi mentality. Pulling dragons out from the bottom of a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> breaking walls. Break. That's what they did. I'm trying to think of what else the White Walkers did. Going after that raven, the three-eyed raven. Getting assassinated by ten-year-old girls. We could get into that. Game of Thrones really kind of fell apart at the end. Right? Yeah, that's what we're getting at here. Uh, yeah, and then we have... Uh, uh, is that where he's he's running from? Oh, they, they fight. when he turns the lights on... It sends a power surge to the rest of the compound. And this alerts Eyeball Carl and uh, and Fatty Hans that he's down there. I am Hans. <laughs> Oot, I am Hans. So do, we've got, many, do, do you have any we've got chocolate? Eyeball Carl, who, I was, who was being stitched up from his recent stabbing, if yeah. you remember. He was, yes. he was stabbed quite viciously by Bumpy earlier. He's getting stitched up by Boozy in front of a fireplace. Yeah. This alarm goes off, and all of a sudden he's on high alert. Oh, he gets yeah. Fatty Hans. He's like, 
get your shotgun chubs. We're going down to the basement. We got a bumpy-headed uh, interloper to take out. They keep calling him so, half-breed. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I wish I knew the, the French for half-breed. <laughs> they keep calling him half-breed because he was uh, part Muslim. Oh. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He was, uh, he was French and Muslim. Or Middle Eastern. I, 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 yeah. Well, that's just racist. Greg, they're Nazis. Did you know that they were like that? <laughs> you know, Nazis were pretty rude. What's up with these guys? Yeah, right. All right, so they go after him. They've got guns out. They're but, ready, uh, ready mind to... you, this whole underground is huge. Yes, there's a whole underground bunker. It's like a really big parking garage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all like... concrete. There's like uh, like red light down there. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a compound underground this time. Yes. So they're coming after him. Uh, he he pulls a little a little quick move. Um, he's going uh, going in and out of the shadows. And he finds uh, uh, he finds Eyeball Carl at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Eyeball Carl didn't see this one coming. Gets him with a hammer. Boom! Right in the face. Pow! Right in the kisser. But then why would you gloat? Well, I think he assumed that Carl was definitely dead. I mean, normally when you hit someone in the face with a sledgehammer, they're not going to get back up. Wouldn't think so. No, but not Eyeball Carl. He's got years of <laughs> Aryan inbred blood pumping through him. His skull is strong. Oh, dude. Because he so takes it right to the dome. And right to the dome. Anything that horror movies told me is that inbreeding makes you stronger. Uh, that's science. I look think. at Jason Voorhees. I, I, they, I think Jason Voorhees was inbred. Uh, well, look that, at the hills have eyes. Those guys were so strong. See, the brain deteriorates, but physically you become just immense yeah your right? body doesn't know how to process pain so you just don't feel it and you're you don't even have a brain it's just one solid skull <laughs> well anyway uh bumpy escapes from fatty hans who's kind of freaking out that it's uh, not hard to get away from hans yeah he's he's kind of slowly rotating in uh, bumpy's general direction by the time he's already like left the scene uh so baldy tries to uh or uh bumpy tries to escape off into the shadows meanwhile uh, we're back in Baldi's cell, where him and May We are attempting some sort of escape. Uh, they're in the pig pen, and they manage to get the hook or the the bolt that's that's in the uh, in the in the brick out held to the chain that's around their neck. They're both chained up to a wall. Yeah. Baldy is trying his best to break these chains, to pull the bolts out of the wall. Dawkins playing in the background, he's breaking just, the chains. He's way too French about it, and he just can't do it. Mm-mm. So he can't get his chains off, but uh, he's our, way friend, too French about it. our friend May We managed to pull hers off. And she's she's out of the chains, but still in the cell. Well, she has enough. She has, like, the strength of two people. Isn't that what pregnant people get? They get, like, extra strong. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it's like, you know, the whole, like, no, I'm eating for two. It's like, I have the strength of two people. But she's got that baby strength. Yeah, baby strength, man. That's the same equivalent as old man strength. And if old man strength taught me one thing, you could rip a chain out of a wall. I believe it. Yeah. All right, so she uses the power of her unborn baby to just tear this chain off. She's out, but then she has the dilemma, how do I get out of this cell? Now, there is only one solution. Uh Uh-huh. And she embraces it. You got to dig through shit. Underneath the cell door, she mm-hmm. notices it's a little sloppy. Oh, is it now? Just sloppy enough that she can slide through 
maybe six or eight inches of just solid pig shit <sighs> and get under that door. Now, right before that happened, she's digging out with her hands, and it's just pig shit. It's shit. It's wet pig shit. There are pigs right on the other side of the door, actively shitting. Yes. She's fighting a just a deluge the pigs, of shit. The pigs she's... are British. They come by, they're like, <laughs> Oh, you think you can dig? <laughs> I show you, Frenchie. <laughs> the Beatles were very good. <laughs> what did the French have? <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> what? 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 I want to hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I am the walrus. No, I am the walrus. No, oh, you walrus. <laughs> go, 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 go. The other pig's like, help! One said one. All right, she's like, all right, guys, all right, let's calm down but here. She I'm goes, gonna... she goes over to uh, Baldy and uh, grabs his face, which, mind you, Baldy is all wounded up. So he's going to get an infection. And she's just adding feces to injury. Adding, just like, let me rub big shit on your wounds for you. <laughs> Grabbing his face, trying to kiss him. And he's like... <clears throat> he's pretty reluctant about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the whole, like, uh, uh, like kissing a girl after a blowjob. You're like... <clears throat> yeah, he's like, I know we may never see each other again. I'm probably going to die. But you got shit all yeah, over Yeah, this, like... <sighs> or in the French, merde. <laughs> oh, no, they like that, though. It's the scent. The French like that? <laughs> no, the Germans like that. Oh, that's oh, shies. Yeah, yeah. That's why they threw them in the they threw them in the pig pen. Maybe that's that's like uh, it's like marinating their meat. <laughs> just throwing them in a puddle of shit. <laughs> oh man, how many cultures have we offended today? Uh, at least three or four, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, mind you, that I am some of these cultures, so that's... Well, I'm at least one of them. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you are so. So I'm so multicultural, very multi. You're you like know? a mixing pot over there. I'm nothing if not multicultural. That's and if there's one thing I know about us is that we are two melting pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We melt. <laughs> Do I? We melt. Yeah, dude. We're good. Mm-hmm. So we got. Uh, she finally holds her breath, gets underneath this puddle, and makes a run for it. And she's running down a fucking road. That's she's outside in seconds. Oh, well, no time. No one saw her. Uh, so she's bolting down the road. She's got the chain around her neck, and a car is coming her way. Let me say that again. The car is coming her direction. The only thing behind her is this compound. Mm-hmm. Why would you flag this car down and be like, help me? And the only thing in front of her is the other is, place, is the hotel. The death hotel. Yes, you got a death hotel ahead of you where the car is coming to. Behind you is 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 Nazi fucktown. And, like, like, why would you be like, hey, help me, stranger? And, it's a, like, it's a bad choice on her part. It, yeah. I would have just ran off in the field, ducked down. And, yeah, just lay down. Yeah, hide. man. So, and like, Baldy's dead. Forget about him. Not surprisingly, this car pulls over. She doesn't recognize the driver. She thinks it's a... She a hasn't helpful, met him yet. She thinks it's a helpful Samaritan. Says, hey, bud, you've got a heroic-looking mustache. I'm sure you can you can get me out of here. I'm going to jump in the passenger sh- uh, seat, and, uh, you know, this whole ordeal will be over for me. Yep. No such luck. Nope. It's Rob Helford, a.k.a. the mustache. The mustache. The mustache. <laughs> So he punches the shit out of her. This is, I think, the third time she's been punched in the head. At least. 
least. Yeah, the first time Carl Carl pistol whipped her, and then she got hit by Hans, I think, while they were tying her up. So this is the third big punch to the face coming from Le Mostache. Uh, so we cut back down to the... Bu- so this happens. We cut back down to the bump, the bunker. Yes. All right. And... We're going back to, to Bumpy's adventure. This is unreal. This, this is the best scene in the movie. This might be the best practical effect in the movie. Oh, no doubt. It's beautiful the way they pull it off. All right. So old Bumpster, he, uh, he decides, you know what? I can't outrun Hans. Hans- Which is kind of like, really? Yeah. Like, I mean... He sweats Crisco. I feel like most people can outrun Fatty Hans. <laughs> Hans had three heart attacks during this run. But, you know, Bumpy's been through a lot. He's a little worn out. He's, he's stressed. He's very stressed. He so, just had to deal uh, with feral kids. His fight or flight kicks in, uh, and he lands somewhere right in the middle. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't flee. He doesn't fight. He just hides in the vicinity. Now, picture a really big kiln. Kind of looks like a sauna. A steam room, if you will. Yes. Possibly someplace where they smoke meats or, oh, geez, I don't know. With a door that locks from the outside. Yeah. Maybe that's where they put the the visitors that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Not the best place to hide, let's just say. Yeah. If you're trying to escape a maniacal uh, human-consuming murderer. I, I love that Hans immediately knows he's in there. And he's just like, great. Yeah, you did my big fat job for me. I have minimal effort here. So Hans waddles up and Flips a switch. And it goes to 500 degrees Celsius real quick. Poor Baldy gets cooked. He is no more. The scene where it's getting really hot inside there and his skin starts to bubble, but when he smacks the glass to be like, get me out, and his hand gets stuck, and he it peels a off. Sticky-looking handprint on the little porthole on the door, and it is disgusting. That got me, and I actually felt I felt he got it the worst. He is melting. Oh my god! He ended up so finally after he gets. Oh, I love when Hans is watching this too. He's having like, he's doing like the weird twitch. Like yeah, the, yeah. He's excited. He, he, he came a few times. Yeah. Yeah, in those was old, his, in was those, his uh, face. We saw Fatty Hans's O face for a brief moment. Oh, Mousy knows all about Le Mouse knows all about that. <laughs> um so he gets cooked to the point where he ends up looking like the guy from RoboCop that gets covered in uh in the toxic, toxic waste. waste. Yeah. Turns him into uh Le Porc Fume. Oh god. So he finally Hans finally lets him out and he drops Hans takes his sweet old time, delivers the final blow with a shotgun to the back of the head. He just takes him out, and our friend Bumpy is definitely dead. It really took care of that cyst. When you think about it, <laughs> I mean, you almost didn't even notice it. Like if this, there. if Arnold was in this movie, I feel like he'd be like, "Let me take care of that cyst with you," like, <laughs> and just pop. You know? Do you think that's something they would they would remove when they're eating him? How disgusting do you think these cannibals are? Will they eat the cyst? <laughs> I feel like they're... I, I, I want to say, like, maybe they're a little classier, like the Sawyer family. I think the Sawyer family would have removed the cyst. Well, it's kind of... It's on, like, the... Not, not like his forehead, but, like, on the top of his head, like, right above his forehead. Yeah, it was... Like you mentioned earlier, they, like, shaved his head for the movie, and they were like, oh. Uh, like, we don't have time to get rid of that. Oh, dear. 
Yeah, like filming starts tomorrow, buddy. See, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you eat that part anyway. Yeah, go to this girl. Her name's Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> She's on the YouTube. She'll she'll hook you right up. She'll take care of that for you right there, bud. Uh, but like <clears throat> the Sawyer family, I feel like the cook would have been like, "Man, Dick Flapper, you ain't gonna put that in my chili." <laughs> and like, get that out right there, boy. Like, I feel like they would have taken care of it. I feel like these Nazi scumbags would have just been like. Like, you know, like extra flavor. A little extra flavor, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's like Dijon mustard. That's, holl- that's hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise. Yeah, if you want to have egg- eggs benedict, there's that sauce. Beautiful. <laughs> Dude, good. This is, they're kind of a disgusting cannibal family. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. Like, a, like a low standard cannibal family. They have a smell. In spite of what Nazi dad tries yeah. to say. And Butterbean really fucked him up. All right, so we go back to... Go back to the pig pen where, uh, where uh, May Wee has been detained. She's yep. been brought back to the compound by Mustache. Yep. Uh, who picked her up in his car. And they are they have her chained up once again. And they are washing the just layers upon layers of pig feces off of her skin. Is this where... So they, do they wash her first? Or yeah. do they do they cut uh, Baldi's Achilles tendons first? Oh, we skipped over that scene. All right. So... They get back inside there, and Father comes in, who's the Nazi grandpa, and he reminds me of uh, uh, Dietrich Laser from Human Centipede. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, some similarities there. Yeah, and he explains... Now, I know you didn't watch it with subtitles, but he explains something about, like, uh, there's... Just in case you get any ideas of running away, we're going to do this to you. Bring me the pinchers. That he calls them pinchers, and they were big bolt cutters. And he chopped... Before he chops it, he explains that uh, the slaves in Africa, in this... Uh, uh, it was like the northern part of Africa. Uh, they were working in mines, but they didn't have to stand. All they had to do was crawl to, to work in these mines. So they would cut their Achilles, Achilles tendons in case they had the notion of making a run for it. So he explains that, and he... And they show it. I can't stress enough. The practical effects in this movie are great. And it is gruesome. So, Snip, one Achilles tendon, father's laughing about it in his, in his Nazi laugh, whatever, and then Snip's the other one. Uh, but then shoots him in the head. Yeah, yeah, just to why would you, injury. Why would you go through all the trouble of snipping the man's tendons? He kind of, I mean, he, he took the moment to... To do like an evil bad guy monologue, and I think he got carried away and, and ended up shooting him rather than uh, leaving him alive. I feel like that's every serial killer from the 70s. Yeah. They were just monologuing, taking it too far, yeah, and they were like, nah, shit, I killed him. Snipped your tendons. Uh, oh, Hitler had some good ideas, and then he just shoots him. Is that, so, your, is that your German voice? That's, no, that's like French. <laughs> French Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> we must cut what Achilles heel. Yeah, you're and, way better at that than I am. I'm all right. <laughs> I, I, uh, come on, um, look at me. Um, so uh, we got pop right in the head. That's where they shower down. And then they bring Maywe to the washing chamber. But they do not do a good job of ho- they like half ass hose her down. Real, I mean, I think we both know if you're like uh, myself and Mike, you've been covered in shit once or twice. You got to do a thorough job cleaning that off. Yeah, man. One shower doesn't do it. No, I. Uh, or, uh, you need to lather, repent, uh, rinse, repeat, and repeat and repeat. There was a long time ago. Uh, I. Uh, it was before I was living here in Buffalo. I shit my pants. Uh, 
trying to max out on a deadlift. Hmm. That'll happen. Bad, though. Like, it was, like, loud As and it exploded. Uh, now, um, and I've also had a situation on a Super Bowl party where I ate uh, a week's worth of fiber in the morning. I had this this wrap from this place called Amy's Place where it was uh, wheat berries and stuff like that. And this yeah, Anyone was, who's in Buffalo knows Amy's Place. Yeah. Uh, so I had this vegan meal and then I went to a Super Bowl party and it was like beginning of third quarter. I'm like to my wife, I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here now. Uh, and I shit my pants on the way to the car. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was in some, wow. I, was, I was having like labor, those labor poop pains. And it was, uh, this was my wife's new boss. What happened was it was my wife's new boss's house. And there, uh, and it was the whole, like, my wife's like, Micah, you gotta be normal. Have were I told you, you the story? Were you doing a little dance on the, I couldn't while you're trying to get out of there. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't dance. If I danced, I couldn't I, move. I couldn't move. I was taking like those little like I was like Ozzy Osbourne walking. I feel like that's a really awkward goodbye. Uh, yeah, it was. All right, like, so like, oh, it was nice to meet you, Micah. Like, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your night. And you're like, yep, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just, pour- right, I'm pouring sweat, like trying to get <laughs> out of there, but I'm trying to get out. Like, you look like a junkie who needs a fix. You're just shaking. I'm not sweating. <laughs> I'm not bending my knees. I'm just like the teeter walking. <laughs> uh, so it's like I. It's, it's my wife's new boss's house, and my wife is just like, Mikey, you got to be normal. I don't know these people. <clears throat> I'm like, fuck our right, So fine. keeping that in mind, you decided to shit your pants. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm in the bathroom, and the bathroom was between, there was a hallway connecting the living room to the kitchen, and that was the traffic mark. Like, people were walking in and out of the kitchen, going back and forth, the living room, kitchen, living room, oh, kitchen. No. And the bathroom was right there. So I'm in there, and I'm like, this is the type where it's going to be so loud because it's like your butt is going to explode. It's going to be significant split. And also it's the type that will like shoot up underneath the toilet lid, like that whole deal. Uh, and then I'm like, you want to do in the privacy of your own home. Exactly. So I'm like, or your wife's car. Yeah. <laughs> which happened. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, I really got to pee and I can't pee. Cause if I push pee out, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe I could get a fart out. So I'm like spreading no. my butt cheeks. I maybe I'll get a fart out, but then I'm like, Oh God, I can't do this either. I will shoot all over the wall. Uh, so I'm like, I'm in trouble here. And that's where on the my we had to park like a mile away because we were downtown Buffalo. Uh, and on the way to the car, my wife was like 20 feet ahead of me. And she, she stopped turning around. And I'm just standing there with tears going down my face. And she's like, what's wrong? And I went, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Uh, on the ride home. Did she make you sit on a plastic bag? Uh, I didn't put my butt on the seat. It was like I was up on my side. And I, <laughs> I like, a, like, a, like a little kid, I had my eyes closed tight because I didn't want to know how far we were from home. Because oh like, God. because if I, if I were to know like how far I was from home, I would have started crying. Yeah. So I opened up my eyes, and I realized we were like five more minutes from home, and I just started crying. Uh, and I spent the rest of the night on the toilet. Um, and I got a hold of my friend who was a vegan, and I'm just like, you live like this? Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, May Wee wakes up in a bedroom uh, with Mousy hovering over her. So what I was getting at is, is that if you if you get you, you got to do more than just a clear water rinse. All right, you need a full scrub down. She has not been fully scrubbed down. You no. can tell just by the look of her. Uh, but Mousy kind of seems to be into it. She's smelling her hair. She's hovering around. She's, uh, this is the only time when you really have nudity in the movie, too. She's giving her shots of cognac. They're drinking together. She's trying to make <laughs> is her that, Is that cognac? I mean, probably, I feel right? like it was like a French moonshine. Isn't that what cognac is? Oh, okay. This is what... I don't know. 
I don't, fuck, uh, I don't drink cognac. I don't drink cognac either, man. All right, so she's Mousy is just like, hey, I have something here to take a little bit of the edge off. Yeah, she calls it a secret. Now you didn't have subtitles. She's like, she's like, this is a secret. Oh, she's like, I keep this as a secret, but that, it was like right in the open. That was pee. <laughs> this this makes sense now, right? That was right. pee. So, uh, uh, the whole this whole conversation, Greg is explaining basically the origin of uh, why she's there. I, uh, I got a little bit of that. Yeah, it was the whole like my uh, I was here when I was little. I uh, I was taken in. My parents went away, and they keep telling me that my parents are going to come back for me. Yeah, and she, we may. I, like, I'm carrying uh, Fatty Hans's child. Oh, this is where she explains. Now, this is a very uh, important plot point here. Uh, she said that she was betrothed to she was betrothed to Hans. Uh, to have children, to uh, carry out the bloodline, right? Back, back when Hans was the size of one man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He, was, he wasn't the outside of the nesting doll. He was the first one in. Uh, <laughs> he was a looker when he was younger. <laughs> sure. Um, so she explains that the children were born wrong. They weren't right. Uh, so, you know, they... they, uh, that, they is, that is so German. Yeah, so they were father wanted them dead. So Hans and uh, Mousy they actually hid the kids in the mines underneath the compound. Oh, so they go down when they have free time to. Uh, they have access to that to that room to that tunnel to the tunnel with all the dead bodies. That's a feeding tunnel. So the kids, yes, it's a feeding tunnel. So Hans just drops food in there. Okay. So these kids are just like feral kids. So Hans and Mousie have just a gaggle of weird chud children who live underground. They are basically cannibalistic human underground dwellers. They're the, the people under the stairs. Yeah. But weird in, in German. Yeah, and feral. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, okay, people under the stairs. Do they wear clothes? Uh, they had like rags. That's nice of them. At least they gave him rags. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they were they were definitely feral kids. They could not talk. So uh, she's expecting again, and she's expecting to pop it out and put it with the others. Yes, yeah, because Hans okay. Hans doesn't have a good seed. And at some point in that conversation, uh, she explains to May We that the baguettes are in fact people. Yes, the baguettes were people. People. Get your hands off of me, you damn dirty ape. You damn dirty chud. <laughs> yeah, so they got a whole army of chud underneath there. Okay, that explains a lot. Uh, let's see, where are we at now, man? This is where they get to... Uh, We're up to dinner with Nazi Dad. Oh, good old... Another, another family dinner. Nazi Dad does his whole... Another monologuing speech. Like I said, Nazis are big fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just ramble about whatever. He uh, uh, he introduces uh, his children to each other. It seems like okay. He says hello again, uh, Femme Blondie. This is my other son, <laughs> Eyeball Carl. And then Carl stands up, and then he's like, "Hello, Fatty Hans. Let me introduce you to Boozy. She likes to drink." And he says, "You're my MVP, Carl. Don't let me down. Now let's make with the babies. You and me, we are married. Is that pretty close?" Honestly, yeah. I uh, but nice. this is father actually does the whole um I'm stepping down. Okay. Carl, big bug eyed Carl, you are the new 
head of the family. Okay, Which I can a- see why he'd choose Carl. But if you noticed, uh, mustache, Le Mustache was Ooh. giving Carl some very envious glares. Oh, there's yeah. some turmoil in this succession. This is a lot more like Game of Thrones than I thought. Yeah, man. Incestual. Uh, backstabbing. Yeah, Mustache is going to make some diabolical plans to take out Eyeball Carl and uh, attain the uh, the throne of the French rural uh, countryside. So, what, uh, what the hell have you been calling Yasmin? May we... May we grabs a knife, very easily grabs a knife, yes. and very easily holds it to a father's throat. I felt like this was way too easy. She was kind of she was sitting in a very convenient position to do this. I think that and she this, had a very big knife right in front of her. I think there should have been a little bit of family drama and maybe a fight between the brothers that would have had it, she would have had an opportunity to do this. Well, because what happens next is a little confusing based on the fact that they didn't really lead into it much. Okay. Uh, that's another thing, too. Part of the dialogue there, the father is talking mad shit on Hans and the fact that he cannot produce proper children. Okay. Yeah. So Hans is sitting so there this stewing. Is why, this is why Hans gets mad. Yeah, he's sitting there stewing. So then when uh, we may holds the knife to father's neck, uh, Carl's holding a gun at her, and Hans is holding a gun at both of them, saying, I will kill you, bitch, we have and I'll kill him. A, we have a Mexican standoff. Here. Do we? And Nazi dad is yelling at Hans. Hans is starting to cry. Yeah. Eyeball is, you know, he's trying to defend the bloodline. Yep. Uh, this all culminates, it erupts into... Into Hans pulling the trigger. Yes. And killing... Down Fu- goes Nazi dad. Down goes Nazi dad. Now, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, we are going to spoil a couple things here, but we're not going to spoil the end of this movie. We're going to stop at a point. Obviously, going into this, I feel like you already know that there is a final girl. Uh, and obviously, you already know that it's going to be the whole, oh, geez, I'm going to conveniently kill these family members left and right kind of thing, and that everyone else was going to die. But we are going to stop at a certain point. So mainly because this is a foreign film, I feel like a lot of you haven't seen this, and hopefully this will get you to see the movie. And there is a shocking ending that you're going to want to see. Absolutely. So we won't ruin that for you. We will not. Uh, so, yeah, we apologize for uh, maybe spoiling this part, but... You know what's going to happen. Uh, so we got uh, we got Papa, Papa Nazi. He's taken out. Uh, and uh, the rest of this, the rest of the movie kind of happens really fast. It's a lot of action. A lot of action. She goes, she goes running. Uh, Carl chases her. She runs to an elevator. Yeah. Down into the bunker where uh, Bumpy died. Yes. Uh, she, she hides in the, the same freezer room with the corpses. Yeah, that's cool. I do like that room a lot. And that's where uh, Le Moustache. She is pursued by Le Moustache. Yeah. Uh, but I love that he's he is showing his... Okay, now, as he's he finds her in the room, and he starts beating her up, okay? All right, he has, like, an axe with him, whatever. He puts the axe down, and he's just slapping her around. And he's and he, like, I don't care that you're covered in shit. I'm going to eat you. Uh, that's not what he says. Okay. He said, I don't care if you're his wife. I don't care if, because obviously she was betrothed to Carl, the new head of the family. Uh, what you think that you're just, you're his wife, that you're the boss of me. Uh, but he's walking around beating his chest, 
screaming about how he doesn't take orders from anybody. He's a man's man. He's breaking the law. Yeah. He's like, I'm living after midnight. I'm breaking the law. I'm the night crawler. I'm rocking through the dawn. <laughs> yeah. So he turns on the world's most unsafe table saw. It's big. It's rickety. And it might be homemade. It's pretty rusty looking. I feel like OSHA would not let this fly. No, not at all. Now, I worked uh I worked at a place where we had a table saw and the table saw was it was one of those smart saws where if it touched flesh, it stopped immediately. Those exist? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it had a laser on it, so like you could uh, you could see like your cuts perfect and stuff. That is a really uh, nice feature. It was. Uh, reason being is the table saw before that, somebody actually lost a finger, uh, and the company invested in uh, one of these saws. They're mad expensive. That certainly the te- justifies the investment, though. Yes. The technology is, well, I mean, if they had that before that, maybe this fellow would have still had his thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and be able to hold his beer with his right hand and not just his left. Um, so it's as soon as flesh touches the saw, it stops. Mm-hmm. It will cut you, but it will not go through your bone. Okay, great safety feature. Um, like it just it knows. Uh, this not so much. This is not that. Saw. This is not that. So he beats the shit out of her. Uh, and. I cannot get over how much punishment this girl took because he was kicking her in the head. I was super surprised. Uh, when she tackled him. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Like a fucking linebacker. I thought that was dumb. She just, she, I mean, she did take some punishment beforehand, but she just leaps. This guy's, this guy's huge. This guy's a, he's a behemoth. Yeah, he's huge. So not, not really realistic, but kind of great to see. It, it was, I could see if she like grabbed him by the nards. It was, I mean, that would be a little or cliche, maybe, though. maybe clawed him in the face. Well, I, dude, look, I if think, I'm in her situation, I'm going for the balls. Well, I think that's what I liked about it. It was so unexpected. You, I mean, you'd think she'll, she'll give him a low blow or, you know, some of that shit that you've seen a million times before, but she just straight up tackles him. Yeah. It was kind of badass. Yeah, so she, he whips her off because obviously he's huge. Um, yeah, the, the victory was short-lived. Oh, yeah. And not just that. He's, like we said before, he's always greasy. Yeah. yeah. So she, she so she slid. just kind of slipped right on. He's right a slippery on. one. Well, he's got to he's got to squeeze into all that leather. <laughs> yeah, jeez. He's dressing up like he's in uh he's in a scene from Freddy's Revenge. You've got two options with that. It's either baby powder or straight up grease. And we know which one he chose. Grease. Grease. Yeah. Uh that's how Big Daddy got into his suit in uh, People Under the Stairs. We're going back to that one. Mm-hmm. Just greased himself up. So she uh, she's laying on the floor and she's hiding the axe. I, I somehow hiding this axe. He somehow forgot that it was in the room. Yeah, like oh, did I bring this in here? Pfft, silly See, me. I, I could have sworn there was an axe here a minute ago, but and then she's like, "Hey, I need to ask you a question." <laughs> Turn around, clips him like three, four times with the axe. Now she gets him in the foot. Oh my god, that was awesome. Yeah, but also like. I love that, like, she swings it at his foot, and he's like, oh, it's not, why did I not wear my steel toes? Yeah. Yeah, the one day I wear my Chuck Taylors. <laughs> uh. Gets him in the foot. He's off balance. He's stunned. 
And, and she, she just clocks him in the, the freaking collarbone. Yeah, she's, she mashes him right into this saw. He's just mashing it. Uh, yeah, so he falls on the saw. She pushes him down. Blood is spraying in her face. I do love a good... I love the scenes where blood's spraying and the person above is getting hit in the face with blood and they're going... Another well, great practical effect. Oh. But the aftermath is beautiful. Huh. She... She doesn't just walk away from this like, yeah, I just fucked this guy up. I'm pumped. She is the twitching. She she is standing there uh, frozen like, what the fuck? I'm covered in blood. This is weird. This isn't something I'm used to, even though she was just covered I in shit. I still smell like pig shit. Uh, but the, the, this is where she gets to display a little bit of acting chops. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was awesome. She She twitches a little. Mm-hmm. She freezes. She's clearly affected by this. She's like Marilyn Manson in the in like some of those videos he did in '97. Yeah, with the the odd like camera timing and everything. Yeah, like the shaky thing. Yeah, yeah. She's moving like those ghosts in 1999's House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, yeah, all twitchy. Yeah, but it's uh, you can you can tell that she's. You know, she's affected by what she just did. But she is caked in blood. Yes. Covered. Just soaked. Yeah. Not going to lie, it's hot. Yeah? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm weird. All right. I'm weird. Hey. Dude, Jessica Biel. Teach their own, bud. Jessica Biel in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she's covered in blood. (sighs) It's hard. It's hard to say no to Jessica Biel, right? Thank you. You know? Yeah. Throw some, throw some blood on her. Man. I mean, I'd prefer without it. Nah, 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 nah. Not gonna, gonna kick her out of bed for being covered in blood. No, 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 no. She eats <laughs> cookies though. You get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna get itchy. That I won't tolerate. No, I do not tolerate cookies in bed. Crumbs in the bed, you fucking psycho. Yeah. I don't even care if you're eating them on your side. How get out of here. Dare you? Yeah, shame. Get those awesome tits out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so who shows up? Carl. The eyeball. Coral. And he's buggier than ever. Oh, he's bugging out. He's angry. He's got her in the elevator, right? He she uh she sort of slowly stumbles away from from the murder scene she just created. Yeah. And he traps her in an elevator. She's not ready for it. He just gets her. He's got a rifle. Um and he forces her to lay down while he steps on her head. <sighs> Another, like, oh, not just that. Okay, so she got, she is concussion city at this point. Yeah, she she's got, like, she's, she's, uh. She's been through so much head trauma. Just traumatized. All right, back with her fight with Le Moustache. Le Moustache, like, uh, irreversible beat, got beat up. Oh, yeah, he, he, he rang her kicked, bell a little bit. He kicked her in the head multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and Carl, uh, in the old bug eyes in the elevator, Hits her in the head with the brunt of the shotgun. Yeah. Before she gets down, Which right? Really, just that is enough to Dude, fuck you up a little bit. She has been beat up so much in this movie. I don't even know how she's, like, even... Well, at this point, she's she's not really feeling like resisting. Oh, no. So, but, I mean, like, I mean, how are you even functioning? This is, a, this is just the end for her. This is uh, Eyeball Carl. He's got his boot on her head. He's got the rifle pointed at her skull. He he uh, pulls the bolt back. He's ready to go. Oh, he's ready to party. This is, I mean, she's done. You know what he says to her? No. Goodbye. Appropriate. Yeah. 
But he's just like you've you've caused a lot of trouble here, young lady. <laughs> yes, yes, sure. You're going in timeout. Uh, oh my god! Before we get to this next part, we completely forgot to mention Bug Eyes kills Butterbean at the dinner table. He did. He yeah. killed Hans after uh, after Hans shot Nazi dad. Yes. He he uh eyeball takes out Hans, yeah. How did we forget that? Yeah, we just kind of skipped over. Yeah. You know how we are when we yeah. start drinking. Well, anyway, Butterbean's yeah. been dead for Butterbean's been dead. Definitely this whole time. dead. All right, which leads to this is uh as soon as he says goodbye, his head magically blows up. Now you may think that Michael Ironside is hanging out behind him with his whole scanner power, making uh bug eye's head explode. Like a popped balloon. Yes. This is, I mean, Scanners is generally known as, like, the epitome of, like, busted head. Yep. You know, head explosion scenes. This one was pretty goddamn good, though. Yep. I'd put it up against that Scanner scene. You think so? Yeah. If you, it was I, very good. I, I had to rewind it a couple of times. I watched it I watched it in slow-mo. And it's the thing a is, great effect. it was practical. Yeah. Uh, my favorite head explosion practical effect is from my uh, 1980s Maniac. Okay. Uh, when uh, it was actually Tom Savini uh, shot him shot his own head, which was packed full of meat. Oh, Savini's always so good. He is. He knows uh, a good head explosion. Yeah. So in, in the movie Maniac, uh, I, I, people have, have seen that it's uh, uh, the killer jumps on the hood of the car and shoots uh, Tom Savini, who is in the pa- driver's side, and his head explodes and it pops. with a shock. It just explodes. That's actually Tom Savini that jumps on the hood, and it's a real shotgun. And it's a uh, a full prosthetic body piece, and the head is Tom Savini's head, packed full of meat and uh, fake blood and some other shit in there, and it just explodes. It's great. Yeah, I love a good head explosion. Scene. God damn! Can I, I throw love another it. one into the ring here, please? How about uh, Basket Case Three with the the cop's head? The cop. Yeah. Oh my god! That's a great one. It's a, that's a little sloppier than the ones we've been talking about. But it is. Man, is it satisfying. It's just fun. Yeah, it's a good one. It's just, is that the one where Belial had all his little kids? I think. The, I think little, was, the little tiny Belials running around. that was three, yeah. That was three, yeah, because in two, he was having sex with the, the female version of himself. Mm-hmm. We're getting carried away. Okay. So bug-eyed Carl's head explodes. Carl's gone. Carl's gone. Who did it? It was Mousy. Le Mousse. With the shotgun. You never trust a rat. In the compound. Yeah. And it was all because he killed Hans. Apparently, she was in love with Hans. She, was, she yeah. yeah. Just loved that big fat bastard. More cushion for the pushing. I mean, how many kids did they have together? No, uh, a, a gaggle. Baker's, Baker's dozen. Yeah, we'll go with too many. Yeah, but they were she, just uh, walking out of her she twirling. She had a, an emotional attachment to him. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, be lying if I said no. You imagine cuddling that man? It'd be great. <laughs> big old bear. Big old bear. Uh, all right, so then we get to, uh, I guess, what we'll call the final boss. Uh, like a dual boss? Yeah. All right. Bosses. Bosses. Uh, so you think you're in the you're in the clear. Uh, LeMay and uh, Mousy, they're kind of hanging out. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she's like, Mousy, you got to come with me. Come with me. And Mousy's like, no, my feral kid's. Yeah, who I she, love so much are here. She doesn't want to leave. Yeah, I got to teach. Maywee is like, I have had enough of this shit. She's like, you know what? Fine. I'm out of here with or without you. Yeah. And, and that's where those two assholes show up. 
Femme Blondie and Boozy show up with automatic weapons. Drunk as skunks. They're drunk as fuck, and they shoot the shit out of everything. And this is like a Guy Ritchie scene. Everything. Just... And Maywe is just hiding and praying. How... Okay, they are unloading an arsenal on... This this chick, right? I mean, like, full-on WW2 automatic, like, uh, experimental Nazi machine like, guns. Like a belt-fed machine gun. The clip that Femme Blonde loaded up in this machine gun was, uh, I'm going to say, about two feet. Yeah, it was the size of, like, a seven-gallon cooler. It was like those really big Twix bars. Sure. Those novelty ones. Yeah, uh, loading it up and just blowing away. Do you know what... For our listeners, I want you to take a guess right now. Give yourself a second. What do you think Lee, uh, Wee May was hiding behind? I'll give you a second. It was a pallet. A wooden pallet. A little piece of wood. Yeah. And they were just blowing her to kingdom come. And I think anyone who knows anything about firearms would know in a second she's dead. Yeah, but you know These what? These bullets aren't being stopped by this thin wood. Well, this is why they lost WW2. Because apparently well, the machine guns are shit. Their aim was terrible. Yeah, I fired a uh, a German assault rifle uh, about ten years ago. Uh, my buddy had illegally. We were firing it in the woods, and it is absolutely impossible to hit the target. Really, dude? They were so erratic, and they just fire every direction. Oh, when you're going on full auto, it's a little. When you're on full auto, you put it on. Uh, it's one of those gimmicks that you put like on your hip. Oh, okay. Yeah, where the clip is, like, off to the side. Those big guys, yeah. Yeah, big, big boy. God damn, did it have some power, and yeah, it was I've never, fun. never tried one of those. Very fun to shoot, but uh, it hurt. Okay. And uh, also, you just can't shoot anything. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe we killed some neighbors. <laughs> well, did you ever hear from them? No, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, those, you just kind of spray and pray, and I think that's what uh, Femme Blondie and Boozy were we're trying for you know what i do the same thing to my wife i spray and pray <laughs> especially after uh some kratom sure yeah um all right so, so we have uh, may we takes this opportunity while they're reloading and armed with i think it's a double barrel like an old school hunting shot so she's got two rounds yeah yeah two shells if you will misses with the first one yep rethinks her plan yep and then spots her target a fistful of propane tanks. She goes straight for the big one. Now, back on this. Uh, now, I'm not going to nitpick because I love this movie. Have you ever shot a propane tank? Uh, no. My dad not, and I... Not a full one. My dad and I shot a propane tank out west. Uh, uh, we weren't at a gun range or anything. We was, it was like kind of like behind a mountain off a highway. Sure. It's a spot where people like know to go to like shoot random shit. There's like couches, TVs, stuff like that. Uh, we actually had a propane tank back there. It was half full, and we were like, hey, maybe we get this to explode like in the movies. It just put holes in it. Well, did it have propane in it? Yeah. Really? Didn't yeah. it? Nothing? No. It put a hole in it, and psh, all the propane just came out. Huh. That's disappointing. It was so disappointing. Well, have you ever shot like a spray paint can? Oh, those pop. Those things pop. Those yeah. things pop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, seriously, the propane tank, it just put holes in it. I just kind of assumed it would be the same idea, but like bigger. Yeah, you think it'd be cool. Yeah. Right? Guess not. Yeah, hey, you know what? That's Hollywood magic for you. The more you know. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, So they explode. They're donezo. They are definitely dead. 
so dead. Allegedly. There's a there's a really nice shot of Boozy on the ground just fucked up. Oh. It's covered in broken glass and burnt skin and she's just kinda, She wasn't covered in the glass. It was in her skin. And she's just kind of twitching and Yeah. Uh May Wee has no sympathy at this point. And she's I, not putting her out of her misery. She just walks on by. I feel like at this point of the review, we should stop. Agreed. Yeah. If you want to uh, see the ending, you'll have to check it out yourself. I guarantee you it is a shocker. This is like uh, watching Devil Inside in theaters back in 2012 when you get to the ending of the movie and the screen cuts and says, Damn, that's scary. Okay, do you think they bought it? Yes. You think we pulled it off? I think so. They'll never suspect. No, they're not going to suspect. They're not even paying attention. I don't think they, they know that Micah was not fully reassigned back to Buffalo. That's right. I think I think we got a pretty good scam going here. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, shit. Oh, whoa, wait. Are, whoa, are whoa, we? Whoa. Oh, we're recording here. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Wasn't that a great uh, review of Frontiers? Yeah. And wasn't this an excellent episode of the Damn best. That Scary yes. Revelations? The first of many, I want to say. Oh, yeah. And I honestly feel like the fact that we've been backed up by little uh, ghost Larry Bird, it can only help us, right? That's right. Yeah, he's, he's helping. Yeah. Well, let's let's hear his voice just one more time. There it is. Okay, thanks, Larry. Yeah, you're not a fucking <laughs> wow, creep. Wow, fucking creep. Uh, you know, sometimes I wish they just left him down there in that fucking cage. Yeah, just let him choke on seed. Yeah, fuck you, Larry. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm the first to say it. Go fuck yourself. And why don't you stop messing with our podcast? Seriously, we're yeah. nice people. Mm. <laughs> well, that is subjective. I don't know about that. And maybe this is not the best tactic to take when confronted by a ghost, but yeah. you know what? We're already here. We're already doing it. That's right. And this is uh, what we got. And you know what? That, that ghost is an asshole, and he's making us feel a little aggressive. Hey, you said it, Micah. You said it. That's right. He is a little asshole. He is. An asshole and a bitch. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, a little bitch asshole. Wow, a little bitch asshole. Fuck you, Larry. Fuck you. Fuck you. And uh, please don't kill us. Yeah. In our sleep. Please. And if I had I like one birds. thing uh, one thing that I would leave you with, it would be love each other. Care for each other. Close enough. But most importantly, keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky. Don't kill me in my sleep, Larry Bird. I like words. <laughs> Damn, that's scary.